I'm going to give Pfizer the benefit of the doubt on this story. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, May 29, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 308. This is No Agenda. Awaiting my vaccination against hypersexual disorder here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, located in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California, in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And just getting up. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. And in the morning to you, John. You just In the morning up. to you, uh, Sir Adam, and all ships at sea and feet on the ground. And the boots uh, in my bed. And, you of course, <laughs> I do now. Of course, to all the human resources uh, who showed up loyally on this uh, Memorial Day weekend in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Highly appreciated. Um... It's uh, good to see you all in there, charged up and ready to go. Exactly the way not only does your government want you to be, but you have to be, because we've got to take advantage of your uh, $9.1 million net worth over your lifetime. So it looks as if uh, they're still rioting in Egypt. Yeah, because they think they figured it out. <laughs> they figured it <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. We got screwed on this deal. This is a scam. <laughs> this, is a, this is not a... The, the, we, hey, wait a minute. What happened to Yes, We Can? Yeah. You know, John, uh, I am uh, by now, this is uh, 308 episodes. Well, we've done 307 episodes of this program. I am uh, I'm, I'm weather-worn. I'm, uh, I have a, uh, a good protective coating against... Uh, you know, the uh, the means and ways of the elites of Gitmo Nation. Call them the New World Order, whatever you want. doesn't matter. But I really get irked when they throw it in my face. Yeah, you seem to, this seems to bother you more than the actual uh, mechanism yeah, itself. Exactly. So when uh, the uh, extension of the Patriot Act was signed by a robot, that's just <laughs> throwing it in my face, okay? That's you just think, that's uh, unnecessary. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It's it's not okay. It's just like <laughs> watch this. Let's really freak him out. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Let me ask you a question about uh, for those of you who who don't know. It was actually. Uh, do you want to hear the little CNN clip that uh, where they discussed? Yeah, this? you might as well give me a little background. Yeah. I just want to, for our viewers, read this part of the Constitution. Article one, section seven of the U.S. Constitution says, "Every bill which shall have passed the House of Representatives and the Senate shall, before it becomes a law, be presented to the President of the United States. If he approve, he shall sign it. But if not, he shall return it." So doesn't say specifically he's got to be there and now we're, we're, we've got some uh, video of these auto pens which mimic a person's signature. Well obviously the framers could not have foreseen an auto pen but actually the issue of people being able to sign for you goes back before the creation of our republic. In fact one of the earliest cases is the Lord Lovelace case. It's, it's less racy than it sounds. Uh, in uh, 1632 uh, the, you can for starting with those cases the courts have allowed other people to sign for clients or other attorneys and that is done routinely. I have colleagues that have signed briefs for me if I'm out of town. With a president, it's obviously more problematic. The assumption of the framers is that the president would physically sign. And in fact, that's best, the best practice. This is, in fact, a worrisome trend. You know, there's, there's a sort of Max Hedrum effect of the presidency, of having presidents that speak off teleprompters and now <laughs> sign bills uh, virtually. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Thank you. 
That's right. Our president is Max Headroom. It's all over. Go home, people. He looks a little like Max Headroom. And so when this happened, so many things clicked into place. Remember on the last show last week, we were talking about. um, You okay? Because the thing's clicking into place. What are you talking about? You said things clicked into place. And so I placed them. Oh, I had no idea what you were talking about. Oh, go away. Please. I have no time for people. There we go. But somebody's calling in the middle of the show? I know. It's, uh, it's my friend from England, Michelle Harper. He doesn't, even, um, he doesn't even know if the internet is actually something that exists. <laughs> He's like, I heard about this internet thing. Anyway. Okay, uh, something clicked into so place. Yeah, something clicked into place. So, of course, on the last show, we talked about uh, our president signing the Westminster Abbey guest book, uh, Barack Obama, May 24th, 2008. And now, and this with this auto pen thing, it's it's to me it's and this is almost second half of the show stuff. Were it not actually happening, I'm not making this up. So the president, whichever Barack Obama it is, you know this could be the uh, this could be the um, the nomination model. Now you and I both have an assertion that there possibly are two Barack Obamas. Remember, we had to have two inaugurations because of the so-called flub. Uh, there do seem to be, you know, there's a gray-haired Obama and the uh, the fresh, uh, perky Obama, who I think is now in Europe. But this one is programmed only to do one thing, and that's to get elected. And so they reactivated the program, uh, you know, when they sent him on the road for his European world tour, except they didn't tweak it properly, and they forgot to, like, you know, they have a, a date problem. And you know, the guy's a total robot. Yes, we can. 2008. Hello, Ireland. Hello, everybody. It's the, it's, it's the same bot they pulled out for the first election. Everything he's doing is about getting elected. And they just didn't change the programming to reflect 2011. Okay. I mean, is, is this, it's not unthinkable. And then, and then you know, oh, well, it is. <laughs> it's not unthinkable. <laughs> and then, of course and, not. No. They and, could actually have an actual robot that looks like <laughs> well, they have, Yeah, well they, have an sure. actual, well, they have an actual robot to sign his name. Who cares? You know, the guy could be like in a coma. Oh, he blinked. It's okay. Activate the pen. So I thought it was, I didn't think it was, I thought it was a... A pen that he has a virtual pen someplace else, and he, as he writes, the the robot pen copies him his his signature. Well, you know the reporting is so stellar uh, in uh, in Gitmo Nation that of course no one has even looked into what it does or how it works. I think it's programmed. I think it's uh it's the it's uh, the the modern day version of the stamp that the doctor used to have. No, I don't, for- I, you know, here's what here's where I think the confusion comes from. Okay. If you write to the president or uh, you know, send a note to the White House, and I'd advise everyone to just to do this routinely, yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll get a letter back yeah. that has actually got a signature on it. Right. You uh, usually says something. Thank you for your note. We're going to look into it or right. something. Well, that's the, exactly, and that's probably. And then, of course, with... your letter goes in the garbage. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> of course. And then they have these these apparently this banks and banks of <laughs> these pens hooked to these this robot, and these and these letters are being signed by the hundreds at a time. Yeah, and then they somebody puts them in an envelope, right. and there's a robot that licks the envelope, and <laughs> off it goes. No, I think the guy who's uh, who licks his shoe at the football stadium, I think that's the guy they hired to lick the envelopes. So whatever the case, <laughs> they have that's I think is what's being is confusing. Uh, I don't know why these reporters d- can't get the story straight because they don't care. It's it's like whoa, we have something to talk. Idiots! Of course not. This stupid woman on CNN. Uh, I, I mean, there's 
two more minutes of that clip I'm not going to play. But, uh, of course, uh, this all distracts from the real issue uh, at hand is uh, the extension of the Patriot Act. And uh, does, do you think everyone actually knows what Section 215 is and what it means and why this is just one of the many things that are completely wrong with this legislation? I have a feeling that people don't actually understand. Why don't you explain it to them? Well, thank you for asking. So Section 215... Uh, and uh, I, of course, uh, in the show notes at 308.nashownotes.com, uh, you will find a number of links. One is the actual legislation itself. And by the way, this was all slipped into that better business bill, which is just the whole way everything works is screwy. It's like, what? Uh, but essentially, Section 215 allows the FBI to order any person or entity to turn over any, quote, tangible things. So that can be... Uh, Books, records, uh, letters, emails, uh, used condom wrappers, anything it could tangible. Be, it could be this, uh, this, this whistle. They're coming for you, my brother. As long as the FBI specifies that the order is for a, quote, authorized investigation to protect against international terrorism or clandestine intelligence activities. Squirrel! Um, but the thing that's really nasty about uh, Section 215, uh, let me actually pull it up because I want to read this uh, this line verbatim, is uh, the first rule about Section 215 is you can't talk about Section 215. In fact, <laughs> I cite... Also known as Fight Club. <laughs> yes. No person, no person shall disclose to any other person other than those persons necessary to produce the tangible things under this section... That the Federal Bureau of Investigation has sought out or obtained tangible things under this section. So if if you find out that, uh, so if, for instance, if you, John, found out that the FBI was tapping my phone, which I don't need a warrant for uh, now with uh, the extension of the Patriot Act, they're placing GPS devices under my car, sniffing uh, condom wrappers, doing all kinds of stuff like that. If you know about it, you can't even tell anyone about it. Or you will be in violation. You might be a terrorist. Yeah, do you remember, I think it was a show we did about almost two years ago where we had this guy who had, uh, I guess he was testifying before Congress. Or, I, I got to go dig this clip up. Mm-hmm. And he says that he, you know, they came around, the FBI came around and made him sign a non-disclosure. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Remember? Right. You can't talk about this now. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going right. to do this, this and that. And, and you and now you have to sign this or and if you don't sign it, you're in violation of this. So you have to sign it. So it's not, you know, so this is actually institutionalizing that. Right. Yes. In other well, words, it already I think building it already, into the system. Yeah, yeah it's already yeah, there. Yeah. Building it into the system. So and so all they have to do now is they come by and say, here's we're visiting you for whatever reason. We don't you don't even have to know. But now but I'm going to point out this law to you, buddy. Yeah. You can't say that out. we even showed up. <laughs> Somebody if your wife says, hey, what were you doing last night at, at nine o'clock? You can't uh, tell uh, her that you were uh, with the FBI. No, no you can't. I know, and everybody, and the whole country, I know, and the fact that the media doesn't play this up is, what are you talking about? They can't that, even read. That's why they're not playing it up. They know about this. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, it's in the milieu, not to report, reportage on it. And uh, you'd think that, uh, that this is uh, one of the things, yeah, that, that this would be a big deal. It's only the alternative media. And at that, it's also, even alternative media is so disappointing where people, you know, have extractions and yell and and rant and rave, 
But this is a one pager. This section 215, which is access to records and other items under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which is FISA. You've heard of that probably. Um, it's, it's one page. It's English. It's not even like crazy lawyer English. There's no real references to, to, to any other, uh, well, there is one reference to an executive order, one, two, three, 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 but that's, you know, but you can read this, you know, people themselves, but you know what? Screw it. Indianapolis 500 rolls today. Who cares? Uh, any person who in good faith produces tangible things under an order pursuant to this section shall not be liable to any other person for such production. Such production shall not be deemed to constitute a waiver of any privilege in any other proceeding or context. In other words, if you see something, say something. and you're good to go. No problem. Rat on everybody else. Good to go. No problem. So right. I, that's the part that we talked. We talked about this a few weeks ago, which is their attempt to get it so uh you uh, whatever you did. So in other words, if I'm if I have a, a grudge against my neighbor, and I can kind of couch it in in good faith right. that you know that I'm gonna, so I'm gonna start calling and saying you know I think they're uh, they're having these uh, on Saturday night they're doing some sort of prayer Muslim thing. Going yeah, and, on and, and I hear clicking and they're keeping big yeah. and they're all uh, and they're growing beards and, <laughs> and they got uh, and they're wearing towels. Man, this and is no wearing good. Towels on their heads or something. <laughs> and uh, you should check it out. And I, if I keep doing this, which and I, the only reason I'm doing it is because I hate these people. I hate this neighbor who's actually just a a, a bum with a barking dog. Yeah. Who, and I don't like the dog either. But I keep turning him in over and over again. Uh, I, I the guy can't sue me. I nope. can't. He can't stop me from doing it. That's right. I mean, suppose there's good faith involved, but how can you prove that one way or the other? I swear to you, I thought I saw all that. Oh, okay, yeah. well, you're off the hook. Yep. I uh, know the public is. It's amazing that the public is. Uh, it's not is, amazing. It's, it is. It's amazing to me. Okay, but it's all because of one thing. The best part of waking up is lithium in your <laughs> We've got lithium in our cup now. You know, I, I listened to that. I couldn't understand a word of it. No, it, it sounds better uh, when not coming through Skype. But it's the best part of waking up is lithium in my cup. Because, of course, we had the uh, the fluoride jingle. The best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. And now we have the lithium version. So we need a, a mashup of both. Because it's going to be both. both of the same simultaneous. Hit it. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can do that. Okay, great experiment. Let's not repeat it. No. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and, and more, I think at least... Can, somewhat, I just, can it, I just say one thing as we finish this up? I have uh, set up a website, section215.org. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm just tracking links about that. This, right now, there's you know it's such such a hotbed issue in the United States of Gitmo Nation that I have oh like five links. <laughs> it's like the, ah. Yeah, yeah, five big links of which one is uh, the Patriot Act itself, and then uh, the auto pen link and uh, and actually I I, I snuck, got nothing. Well, because no one's reporting on it. You know, it's like man, eh, whatever. It's the Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, auto pen, schmoto pen. Eh. No, it is pathetic, and uh, the fact you can even get that uh, domain name. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like no, well, well, I got to talk about domain names when we get to our PR segment. But you wanted to to sh shift gears here for a second. No, uh, then why don't we just thank the 
was it one person who uh, who helped out? No, we do have two, three people who helped mm-hmm. out the show. Yeah. Now, let me just say one thing. It's kind of demoralizing when uh, Eric, uh, I guess by accident, something you, it was like the, uh, the the show support details for episode two hundred and eight came through first, and I was like, "What? This, what? This can't be right. This is like nothing." No, everyone hates us. And it was like, it was a mistake. And then the uh, donation support for 308 comes in. And it's actually exactly the same number almost. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't find it that funny. I find it yeah. quite, quite demoralizing. Well, I find it, it has to do with the, the section 215 or whatever it is. What number was that again? Yeah, two, uh, section215.org is where you can find all the info. So uh, now maybe we should consider going back to one show a week. That might that might that might be better. Yeah, it might. So, but let's do thank the people that did. The, yes, because the, we we highly appreciate the show. It. Yeah, we highly appreciate uh, Nic- it. Uh, Nicola Cress, who I think we refer to as a guy when it, it, she's a woman. Yes, yeah, she's well. irked about it. She says, "Hi guys, <laughs> this should settle my knighthood if Adam contributes the missing penny." Oh, hold on! I got that. No problem. Oh, she did three, 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 three. Wow, that yeah. sounds like a uh, more like a quarter. Except it's a damehood, you douchebags. <laughs> and wait a minute, did we knight her? <laughs> did Not we? yet, which we, we okay. do today. Right, we we do it today. Okay, good. All right. Uh, you douchebags got it all wrong on the call out of my last donation. I'm a chick. Rolls eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Parallel to that, I'm going to subscribe to the uh, Mothership Boarding Pass. I'm planning to stay here because I'm too curious to see what will happen next, but it's good to have a plan B. <laughs> I'm getting seriously addicted to your show and often stay up on Sunday nights to listen to it oh. live, which means I won't get much sleep until 3 a.m. on Monday mornings, but sleep is overrated. Good thing I work as a night nurse in two different part-time jobs to make ends meet. Speaking oh. of, I'd Wait, like a double Wait, shot. Before we do that, I just want you to step back and realize what you just read. She works two different part-time night jobs to make ends meet and has supported the show up to $1,000, which, of course, I threw in. That's actually a euro penny. That's why it sounds so heavy. It's much heavier than our pennies. Oh, it's worth at least five bucks. Yeah. And, and she still finds, uh, finds it in her budget to support the show. And that, you know what? That really warms my heart, and I really appreciate it. She needed a, a shot of karma, was that it? Double shot of karma for her patience. Okay, here's one for her and the patience then, okay? You've got karma. Wow, I'm not quite sure how to do a double shot other than uh, just to play it again, but we can do that. You've got karma. Thank you so much, uh, Nicola, and we uh, look forward to Damon Yo. She uh, works with the spinal cord injury folks, which oh. is a... Uh, so not only is she supporting the show with an incredible uh, amount of resources, she's also like a saint. Saint Nikki. Yeah, there you go. Should we saint her? Can we saint her? <laughs> yeah, we can saint uh, her. We could if we wanted. We could do anything we want. That's yeah. the great thing. Why don't we call her a saint? You know what? I, I'm, I'm in a saint-given kind of mood. We're going to call her saint. Can A, a saint can be uh, a woman, can it? Yeah, of course. Well, name me one female saint. Uh, Joan of Arc. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't a saint. Mother and Teresa. She's not a saint. I think Joan of Arc is a saint. <laughs> there's a bunch of female saints. Really? There's a ton of them. Okay, good. Well, then there's a new one. Saint Nicola Chris. Nice. Well, she is a saint. Sean Connolly. Sir Sean, one of our 
already knighted supporters in Naperville, Illinois, three fourteen fifteen. Give up the uh, keep up the great work and don't forget to follow the money. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that more. Yeah, we don't you, actually follow you. the money enough. Well. Yeah, uh, and then out of Amsterdam, our cook, uh, our associate executive producer is Airstock, huh. one of our new donors. Brand new, what? It's a new uh, a new donor, a new listener, a new uh, supporter of the show. I see he's a in new green. supporter. Yes, yeah. fantastic. In fact, in fact, I think uh, we have a a new program that was dreamed up, I guess, by Eric, which will be just a, to quickly mention new donors who who uh, are in, which would include this week Airstock, Paul Kirby, Tory Hunter. Dennis Lee, Dave Boseman, and I own Emrick. Okay, so I don't have to. I don't have to do that in the, in the donation segment. We're going to do that at the top. I think it's a good idea, by the way. If you're a new donor, then you get a top mention. Is that it? Yeah, I like the idea. It's good. Uh, so, no one for the three zero eight club. Uh, uh, you may want to consider the three 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 club coming up in a bit, and of course, uh, soon everyone will be wanting to get their uh, their knighthoods. Uh, probably most of you on longer term because it is quite a quite a, an amount of support. It's a process. It's a process, but uh, it's going to be great because you get the fantastic No Agenda Night of the Roundtable ring in a, a beautiful uh, faux velour box uh, with uh, some kind of a scribe. And uh, it's looking good so far. Just uh, uh, they're on their way, right? China has shipped them. How sad is it that we that we talk about how horrible it is that China's ruining everything and then we go and buy the rings from China? Nobody else makes them. Yeah. <laughs> Dvorak.org slash N-A. That's where you go to support the show. And I want to uh, personally thank Simon Reed, who showed up all of a sudden out of the blue. After John, uh, did you set up the wiki for the uh, the domain forwards, as you said you would? I've got it set up, but I haven't been. I haven't finalized the template. Okay, good. Well, forget about it. We don't need it. Simon Reed uh, showed up and has done all the work. You can go to domains.nashownotes.com. Uh, right now, it's just one list, uh, but he's going to subdivide that. And uh, he's a new uh, new producer who just showed up on the scene. He says, you know what? I went through all the episodes. I think I've got them all. How many domain names do you think in total, John? Have, uh, 110. 303. Wow. Yeah. And when you go back and look at this list... We got some funny people out there, man. <laughs> we got some real funny people. Well, uh, well, this is great. Now I know what the mechanism is that I have to employ, which is threaten to put up a website. No, no, a wiki. I think it was the wiki word. A that wiki. Did it. Threaten to put up a wiki about something, and the next thing you know, it's taken care of because nobody wants me to put up a wiki. No, I don't want you to put up a wiki. <laughs> I actually was the one. You just oh, have. You're a wiki bigot. I am a huge wiki bigot. Now we've got a couple of other great uh, domains to be added to the list. Uh, check this out: podcastlicense.com. Ooh, how can that be available? Very, very cool. How could someone not have thought of that before? And to add to that, broadcastlicense.com. How can that be available? You get in, you, you know, you get, you get your brain in that gear, and the next thing you know, you start seeing stuff. Well, the, our producers are fantastic. We also have ArabSpring.org. Thank you very much. Liking that one very, very much. Um, and then just a quick little shout-out to um, Patrick McGann. In the morning, Adam and John, when my English teacher gave us an assignment to write an ancient, this is all about the PR, of course, an ancient Greek myth explaining a natural phenomenon and read it in front of the class, my friend Nick and I decided to write about how earthquakes happen and fill it in with memes. We're both 15-year-old freshmen. 
You should call out all your high school slaves to put memes in wherever they can in their schoolwork to hit people in the mouth and propagate the formula. It's a, I'll put, a great idea. Uh, attach the paper as an attachment if you want to skim through it. Uh, we got a 76% on it, but that's only because my teacher is a dough bag. Maybe that's a spell check mistake or autocorrect, but maybe just, I think that's why I got the 76. <laughs> and I disagree with his politics. I'm sorry I haven't donated, but my dad refuses to do anything that involves PayPal because he thinks it's evil. Well, your dad's probably on the right track. By you, the, know, you, could, you could go to the, the dvork.org slash NA. Yeah, you can send, uh, he can, he can send a check. You can send a and check. And send a check. So uh, I just, I just want to read uh, just a little piece of this uh, wonderful, and uh, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, by Patrick McGann and uh, Nick Lauren. Uh, it's called Methodius and the Harp. <laughs> Methodius of Kos, or as everyone called him, MK, was a mortal who loved to explore and his curiosity was always getting him in trouble. His brother, Ultra, <laughs> would, <laughs> would always follow him no matter the risk and they formed a tight bond. MK and Ultra had a slave who they just referred to as 33 because the family was very rich and had bought 33 slaves, to be exact. And it just goes on from there. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, anthropologists one day uh, find this. That's great. <laughs> in the show notes, in OPML. I like the idea of slipping memes into all your papers, No, no, I think, I think they slipped, like, the the actual assignment into the memes. <laughs> it's like know, that. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to uh, maybe, you know, what we, what we need to do is do a collection of the memes. So I believe I'm going Ooh, to put up a uh, no, wiki. No, no, don't put up a wiki. Oh, no. Put up a wiki oh, with no. all our memes on it. <laughs> no, I think we need someone to collect the memes. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> this is great. I'm looking forward to this. It's also, I mean, there's a lot of people who, because, you know, the this, this system that I've been building, um, which is all based around any uh, show notes.com enables people to maintain this stuff outside of our control, although it all still comes into the same place. I mean, oh, and I have to uh, ask our designers out there if you can do CSS design, please take a look at all of the NA show notes. I, I, I uh, there's a blog post about this. I said it's the No Agenda Show Notes Design Challenge. We can actually have a CSS design that can be applied to each individual show notes page. But we also need a design for the uh, domains.nashownotes.com. So if you can do CSS, which you know, I, I like, I bought the book CSS for Dummies. Guess what? You're a dummy. I'm a dummy, exactly. I, 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 it, I I'm not a designer, so uh, we need some help there. Not, not to change the subject. Mm-hmm. So I just got this message from Skype. Mm-hmm. Pops up, it says Skype Extras Manager. A new version of play games for Skype is available. Do you know that in Skype you can play games with your friends and family? And then there's three boxes I can check. One, show me how. Number two, maybe later. And the one I clicked, not interested at all. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I got a message back. John, John, really? What is this? I'm trying to do work here and Skype is like inundating me with promotions. It's the beginning. That's what happens when Microsoft buys it. Oh, it's just an icon named Play Games has been created on your desk. I just told them I do not want this. Hot pockets. Michal Slach, can you turn on the heating? Thanks, darling. Local production. So anyway, um, uh, of course, we're gearing up for the big... uh, no agenda, uh, Gitmo Nation tour, hot pockets across America. And, uh, please send your, uh, ideas, uh, anything you have to, uh, uh Mickey at curry.com, M-I-C-K-Y. 
Uh, now, she'll also be creating a photo book, which uh, this is it's kind of hard. We've been, you know, because if you go to MickeySees.com, M-I-C-K-Y-S-E-E-S dot com, you'll see the type of photography that she's doing. And uh, I think she's got some real talent. Uh, so she wants to put together a book. The problem, of course, is, you know, the book is like if you want to do 100 pages, the book just to make it costs 100 bucks. So I'm not quite sure what we're going to do there. But she's but we're definitely going to be publishing pictures. So if you have great ideas, uh, spots where we need to take photographs, but also where are we going to eat? We're going to hang out. Can we park in your driveway? Can we steal your Wi-Fi? And Wally Holloway because Mickey's now, of course, now she's managing this. I hope she's not like put- you said. Can we steal your wife? <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi. Uh, Wally Holloway says, "Hey, Mickey, I'd like to suggest a stop in Lexington, Kentucky. Population three hundred thousand during your upcoming tour. Besides the beautiful surroundings, there is a possibility that I can arrange a tour of the plant where hot pockets are made. How do we get hot pockets to pick up the thing and put a hot pockets logo on the side of the van, and you can go on your way I ho- playing the hot pockets jingle? Oh, I'll be happy We're to do that. We're already giving them enough free publicity. Yeah, they, they should, should pay I mean, for it. Yeah, well, this, that's the problem. They're like, why should we do that? Because they're giving us the free publicity anyway. Well, got a, this, can we get by the way, of, Lexington, Kentucky is a great, great, great little yeah, place. Yeah. So, well, we look forward to that. Uh, so, thank you Stop all. Stop by at Cassius Clay's. Uh, place the original Cassius Clay from the 1800s with the cannon. His, uh, brother was uh, uh, Henry Clay. Is that the guy with the cannon? Yeah, he's the guy with the cannon. Is the cannon still there? Uh, you know, I don't remember if the cannon. I don't think the cannon's there anymore. But but you get the whole. But you get to see the place, and you get to see his his. I think it was his. His. <laughs> you'll say he has a sister. Was so. Uh, never mind. I don't want to get into it. But let's put it this way: she had led an alternative lifestyle during the era. Oh, one of and those, eh? And it's very quite. It's, it's actually. It's a very interesting place historically. Anyway, uh, so we don't have wheels yet. Uh, we're going to uh, so, uh, actually Monday. It's closed on Tuesday morning. We're going to go to. We're just going to go to cruiseamerica dot com because we have no other opportunity. And I don't know how we're going to exactly Pockets. pay for it, uh, but we're going to rent one for uh, for next week. So after uh, next the next show on Thursday, right after that, we're well, gonna, you're going to rent one to see if you could even drive one, just to see how it all works. So we're going to after Thursday show, we hop in the RV, which we're going to pre-produce. We have to find out which one we fit in because the beds aren't exactly made for giants. There's one that has a double bed that has like a corner missing. <laughs> and I'm like, Mickey, it's too bad you're sleeping on that side with your legs hanging out. <sighs> so anyway, um, and then we're going to take off for a couple of days, and we'll actually be doing the show next Sunday from the vehicle. Uh, and and we have we have no plan. We're just going to go drive, and we're going to see how it all uh, works out, just to get a little taste for it. But we still go need to Palm wheels. Springs, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. But really, if the Hot Pockets people are listening, I mean, wouldn't we be perfect? All we want is the vehicle. And as we as we go, it's like every five minutes we'll go. Hot pockets. And you put it on the continuous loop. No problem. Not a problem. Put a big logo on the side. Of course. Well, see, now it's going to be Cruise America. You think those douchebags would hook us up? No, it's going to be like fifteen thousand dollars, which I don't really have. I think that it's well worth it for somebody to sponsor this. And not, not that we're a commercial enterprise here on this show. but in the, And by the way, people know how we feel about Hot Pockets. Yeah, it's a, that, yeah, I think people will get the joke. It's a free, you know, but Hot Pockets could be on the side of the thing and they yeah. would pay for the... Uh, but for let, the, let's be honest. I don't think anyone thinks Hot Pockets are nutritional. 
And I think that's part I don't of think the people at Hot Pockets think it's yeah, nutrition. No, of course not. But that's the whole marketing thing. You know, here, have a shit sandwich and you know it. It's like, that's okay. So mm, Delicious. I think that we're actually going to be great advertising for it. Like, hey, we'll we hand them out. Hey, kid, want to die? Hey. <laughs> Brought to you by Hot Pockets. Just blowing it, right? We no, just, we, no, that's no. That's the way it works here. I think they understand. I think they're like, yeah, that's good. If kids want, yeah, they're like, yeah, I want to die. Yeah, give me that thing. Until the new girl comes in. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand why they're saying that. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're not with the program. They really, anyway. Thank you so much, uh, Nicola Cress and Sir Sean Connolly, and also Airstock as uh, our produce, executive producers and associate executive producers for the program. One more time, the place to support the program. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. And of course, if you're just out there in a human resource and you want to help us propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Whoa. Order. Say it with me now. Shut up, Assassitainment.com. Assassinment. Yeah, that's one of the Did many Ron domains. Ron Bloom give us that one? <laughs> no, I think we were talking about that when someone registered it. No, but it's great. You know, Frothy <laughs> Mix, Fraud Stars. I'd forgotten about so many of these great domain names that people are forwarding to us. HotPocketsAcrossAmericaTour.com. There it is! There it is! It's already hey. been named. Hot Pockets! <laughs> Not a problem. Somebody, hey, if you're in Lexington, Kentucky... Go up. I mean, all we want is the RV. We'll even pay for the gas. I think, by the way, if you just uh, throw the hot pockets in the tank, it'll run too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll work. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of gas in those things. <laughs> so before we go anywhere, John, Wienergate is upon us. Have you heard of Wienergate? No. Oh, my goodness. Of course not, because Anthony Wiener is uh, one of the chosen ones. He's Chuck Schumer's boy. Yeah, he's Chuck Schumer's the replacement. Yeah, that's why no one in the mainstream media is reporting on Wiener. Well, Gates. I don't know anything about it. I do have a Wiener clip from last week where they shut him down, and the, you know, because he tried to yak away. You want to play that as a prelude to that's this? A, that's a great idea. Which one is it? It was the one from last week's. Day. Oh, oh, last week's show. Hold on, I can find that. Or last show uh, for us, uh, whenever. So here's how I do that. I go to three o seven dot na show. Notes.com. And a lot of work goes into this stuff. You know, we're not just like jerking around here. We're really putting your your support of the show to, to good work. Then we go to assets right there on the page. Eh? All the assets. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to JCD clips. Now, I will say that sometimes if... Uh, no, there it is. Uh, Anthony Weiner. And let's listen to the clip. Is it loading? Yeah. for that purpose and now it sounds like you're proceeding to shut down debate I, I, I say that it is in violation of the order of the house as, as decided by the rules committee to permit members to speak for five minutes on this matter it's early in the evening many members are waiting to be speak pursuant to clause six of rule 18 the chair may resume proceedings on a postponed question at any time madam chair point of parliamentary inquiry State is so the chair is deciding notwithstanding the fact that a member is standing here to speak about the plan to end medicare 
not to mention members are here seeking to be recognized, I believe, of both parties. The chair is choosing at this moment that this is the propitious moment to cut off debate early in the evening when we have plenty of work to do and members seek to speak and offer amendments. Is, is this the, the chair deciding arbitrarily or was she given guidance to do this by the Republican leadership who don't want to hear any more critique of their plans to end Medicare? The no. chair is exercising her prerogative to resume proceedings at any time. I'll take that as a yes, Madam Chair. And I must say, on behalf Pursuant of all of us here, this is a travesty plus. in the way we do business. The gentleman is not recognized. So, okay, so he's got a big mouth. Oh, he's a douchebag. Yeah, let's, uh, get, let's give him a little one there. Douchebag. Yeah, by the way, they're all douchebags. But, so uh, he sets up his Twitters. Anthony Weiner sets up his Twitters. And uh, so it's uh, his Twitters is uh, Rep Weiner at Rep Weiner because he's a, a representative. Now, of course, when you're new to the Twitters and you're a douchebag, Sometimes it can happen that you think you're sending a direct, i.e. private message to someone. Oh, what an idiot. But you inadvertently send it out to your stream. So on the uh, Anthony Weiner, Rep Weiner stream, a tweet to a 25-year-old woman, Miss Cordova, and a picture of his uh, erect penis in his gray undershorts. No. <laughs> and of course, no, man, it was hacked. No, man, my Twitter was hacked. Yeah, well, I think the FBI should investigate. Twitter can find out exactly what IP address accessed that. They can trace it back, and they should arrest the perpetrator who put up a picture of an erect penis in underpants and sent it to this 25-year-old woman, Mr. Married Representative. But no one's reporting on it. How come I never heard it? This is, this is so... I, well, how did I miss this? Because it's not being reported on because he's a chosen one. You're not allowed to report on mess-ups of the true elites. It's unbelievable. So, But for him to just say, oh, well, I got hacked. Hashtag hacked. Okay, well, then I think the FBI should be put on the case. I mean, Twitter has, has been... Yeah, no, actually, there's, I think there's probably some laws because of these... Our congressmen have certain kinds of protections that the normal public doesn't have, so all they have to do is just snap their finger, and the next thing you know, the FBI is looking into it, and then they go bust somebody. Yeah, but it's because he actually did it. He said, and let me ask you a question. Mickey asked me this last night. I told her this story. What a... What a... Douche. No, it means a douche. 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 So Mickey asked me this question, and I didn't really have an answer. He says... Why do men do that? Do they think we think it's sexy? And I'm like, that's a really good question. I mean, I haven't done that, but it seems well, I, like guys do this. You know, we, and particularly politicians seem to want to do this. And they'd send, like to do it in, in Congress and on the floor. <laughs> yeah, hey, Madam, Madam Check President, this out. <laughs> Beyonce, look at this, look at this, woo, everybody, yeah. Hot pockets. See, there's uh, we're trying to get that promotion. Another plug. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just uh, look and see if this shows up somewhere. Of course, it showed up at noagendanewsnetwork.com, where it belongs. The true news. Part of the Gothamist. Uh, it's on the Gothamist. It's only on. It's actually only on. Uh, maybe I'm just a if few. you Google it, it's only like four or five. Well, it's about twelve <laughs> stories or so. Yeah, uh, it, it's being covered up. It's being shut. It's up. being covered up. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. And, and, and to be honest about it, it should be covered up. I'm sorry, <laughs> it should have been covered up. Did Hello. You, did you see the picture though? 
No, I, don't I think he's wearing Hemos. <laughs> it's a gray. Uh, yeah, let me describe it to you. you got the picture here. Um, it's on. Uh, oh, it might still be on whyfrog.com. Uh, yfrog.com slash h25 mike3 lima uniform juliet and there's uh it's a yeah it, it looks like hemas well, it's not mine i tell you that my legs are thick it's it's his leg you can tell it's his leg I mean, he's not packing all that much either okay but yeah. oh, here it is yfrog this is just a this is stupid <laughs> just a pair of his underwear with a with a boner inside <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh huh. This is that's what was, that was what Mickey's point was. Why do guys do that? Is that like some kind of message? Well, I don't know what it is. As well, apparently, <laughs> so that he actually has one. Hey, Maybe just, that was in doubt. Yeah. Just so, you, just because what you saw happen in, in, in the house doesn't mean I don't have a boner. Okay. I can do it. Wow. Anyway, Wienergate, everybody. Oh, Wienergate.com. There's another one. Someone has to go out and register that. Perfect. I can set up another domain name, Wienergate. Well, here it is. Daily Cost says the whole incident was set up by Andrew Breitbart. What? Oh, who please. runs big government site. Oh, right. Has, yeah. Has oh. been taunting wieners on Twitter saying that he has much more scandalous material to reveal. But could anything be more damning than a certain infamous HS photo? This high school photo that he uses. Well, that well, hold on a second. If Anthony Weiner says his, his uh, Twitter was hacked and it was douchebag Breitbart... Then uh, there should be an investigation. I think so. You can't just hack away at stuff. No, it's against the law, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And by the way, just in time for the G8 meeting with all of the... uh, uh, The other dicks. Yeah, the other dicks in the Silicon Valley elites, just in time where they're all talking about, oh, we need cybersecurity, cybersecurity, something bad can really happen. A Fox Business alert. Unknown alert, hackers alert. have breached hackers the security breached. network oh, security. at Lockheed Martin Squirrel. and several other U.S. defense Others, contractors, several contractors. being reported by Reuters. Reuters. It's not yet clear what kind of information was compromised. The Defense Department reports as many as three million. Three million. That's right, three million three cyber million. attacks. Three million. Each and every day again. Every hour, I tell you. It's three million a second. The Pentagon. U.S. officials have said military computer networks are under increasing attack from hackers. Hackers. Who appear to have ties to China. China. Directly China. or indirectly. The most successful cyber attack to date on the Pentagon, executed by China's People's Liberation Army China. four years ago. Just today, China acknowledged the existence of an elite cyber warfare unit. Alert, alert, elite, it- an elite cyber warfare unit. What is an elite cyber warfare? What is that? What kind of image is that supposed to conjure up? An elite cyber war. It's like a bunch of guys with like... A bunch of guys in their basement. <laughs> with, uh, taking pictures of their boners. Is defensive in nature. <laughs> Are you here to look at my boner? Oh, thank you. Oh, th- thank you, darling. Well, I haven't posted on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, posted on Twitter, John says. Uh, alert, alert, alert. And yet, now, you know that's a plant. You know, that's like, hey, uh, we need to like really get that. That's, no one's buying our cybersecurity BS, so uh, let's amp it up, people. Okay, we're on it. Fox Business News alert, 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 warning, alert. Be very afraid. It's all headed toward licensing the internet. Podcastlicense.com. It's the only place you need to go. 
And uh, yeah, we should actually set up shop there and hand out. You know what we should do? There you go. Set up shop, shop and hand and out pop. fake licenses. That's right. Okay. Oh, this is fantastic. Great. And how much do we charge? 150 bucks for a I podcast think, uh, license? I think 100 bucks would be good. As a, from the originators of the podcast. Get yeah, your podcast you license it. right there. Well, we, you we should get, have you. <laughs> and Dave Weiner. Adam and, and you and Dave Weiner <laughs> sign the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. A hundred bucks and... <laughs> Weiner would want a piece to cut. Well, of, course, really well, no, of course they're going to cut him. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he'd love it. No, he'd love it. It'd be fun. It's hilarious. Yeah, and we sign it officially. Is your podcast license. Good luck, son. <laughs> and but you have to do a test. We have to do some kind of test. Um, <laughs> we have to have some great test. Well, no, you you can have a little uh, like a union bug, a little logo that you can use on your website if you have a license, oh, which ensures right. safety. And when you click on that bug, it comes right back to podcastlicense dot com. Yeah, yeah, of that, course. <laughs> yeah, that's, so others can can get a license. That's marketing. There was one other thing that really, really, really bothered me. It's a serious topic when it comes to bogus news reports. So they've been trying. Uh, Hillary Clinton started this, and then the. Uh, the douchebag at the United Nations, uh, he followed on saying, yeah, uh, Gaddafi is handing out Viagra to his oh, yeah. troops so that the troops can commit serial rape. The story that keeps on giving. So wh- here's what's happened now. Uh, a certain Michelle Fall, F-A-U-L, who I cannot find anywhere. She Apparently she writes for Associated Press. I mean, that name may just be a joke, like Fall, like Foe or whatever has written about um, Dr. Siham Sergewa, who has been trained in London and handed out a survey in Benghazi and said, uh, how you feeling? And uh, so it was a questionnaire. She didn't invent, you didn't, you know, or he or she, I don't know if a Dr. Seham is a male or female, who I also, of course, now that this is propagated all over the news, every single you cannot find anything about this doctor other than this report. So the doctor sent out a questionnaire about the trauma of war in Libya, and here are the results: ten thousand people uh, said they're suffering from post-traumatic stress. Four thousand children have psychological problems, and then came the unexpected: two hundred and fifty-nine women, not two hundred and sixty said they had been raped by the militia by militiamen loyal to Muammar Gaddafi. And I you know and rape is a very very serious thing. But and was th- they're asking questions so they know where they came from the Gaddafi? Who are you with? No, but <laughs> what, what's even worse is that this has now been propagated everywhere on the internet. We, I'm even getting emails saying, "Hey man, it's true." Like but what is true? What has happened here is some reporter who I can't trace anywhere. I can't find a bio. I can't find any information about What's Michelle. What's your name again? Michelle, double L, Fall, Foxtrot Alpha Uniform Lima. Um, I, can't, I cannot find any history on this reporter. Uh, is reporting that a doctor who, of course, I also can't find any information about, sent out a questionnaire that came back with all these nice rounded numbers except when it comes to the rape. And I, I do want to remind our producers and listeners that this is exactly what happened with the uh, Saddam Hussein's troops who were throwing uh, kids out of incubators, and it turned out to be a PR stunt from Hill and Knowlton. Thank you, love. 
And, you know, and, and this is very dangerous. And, and by the way, for true rape victims, it's disgusting to me that this is being reported in this manner with no follow-up, no, no inquiry. You know, who is this woman who, or, or, or man? Who is this doctor? The questionnaire was attributed to 70,000 families, drew 59,000 responses. Oh, that's bull right there. That's, I mean, there's the there's the there's tell. The tell. You're right. It can't be more than one percent. No, no, they can be a lot more than one percent. We're not talking about direct mail selling something. But generally speaking, it's around ten or twenty percent. People respond to these things, especially if it's a written. And if you're in a in a war zone like that, and somebody hands you a survey, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to smoke it. You're going to throw it out. Yeah. So I have a real problem with this and the way it's proper. You watch. This will be the big news this week because now we have to go and kill the guy because he's handing out. This is this is just part of the Viagra meme. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure that in war, horrible things happen. I'm convinced of it. Uh, the fact that we're throwing bombs on people's heads. I don't care who he is or she is. The whole thing is disgusting and deplorable. But then this really So as a surveyor, John. So let me just read you. The only journalist I've come up with was a Michelle Fall, who has a BA in journalism from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, is on LinkedIn. F-A-U-L? Yeah, and mm-hmm. she, uh, according to her experience right now, she's the director of marketing at the Murphy Hoffman Company. Oh, really? Well, I mean, this couldn't be a different woman, coincidentally, also with the exact same name and with a BA in journalism. I think not. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's the director of marketing at the Murphy Hoffman Company, which is a privately held transportation trucking railroad industry group. Oh, my goodness. There you go. <laughs> I don't get the connection. I don't know. Do you? She's the founder of the Steel Ballet Sports Boutique. This may be a different woman with exactly the same name and with journalism experience. I mean, it's a possibility. I'm not, you know, but it seems sketchy. I'd like it's to possible. know. I mean, there's, there's four, four John Dvoraks that are writers. And None of them as good as you, my friend. No, they're all they're all in different specialties. Uh, one of them is, is is I can't remember his middle initials. They all have different middle initials. And one of them writes or used to write a lot for High Times and was a big <laughs> proponent of of of, of uh, legalizing marijuana. One of the early ones. And I have never crossed paths with this guy either by mistake, like somebody sent me his email. Mm. Or anything else, we're completely in different milieus, like totally. There's another one who is a... All right, all right. Who, not that interested. Uh, there's somebody out there that might be. <laughs> no, okay. no. I'm just saying, that. There's, so if you no. look me up and found one of these guys, you say, well, here he is, he's a metallurgist. You know, the guy's got some connection, so you don't, I don't know, I think this is a coincidence, just that if you have that name, right. you're going to be but a if you're a journalist, and I've seen her stories... And one time, she, one minute she's writing about the Congo, then she's writing about uh, uh, about Libya. I don't know. I don't know. I just this story is very suspicious to me. I don't want to make any light of any rape, because of course that's horrible. Um, but it's extremely fishy. And when people say, "Hey, man, it's true," I'm like, "What?" Because Associated Press and some journalists we can't find with some incredible return on a questionnaire. That was sent out by a doctor who we also can't find. I'm just not that easy to convince. Apparently, I, I'm on your side on this one. Thank you. Seems bogus. Yeah. 
<laughs> trains good, rape bad. Yeah, yeah, we do need that jingle now. <laughs> trains good, rape. <laughs> I've uh, I got to tell you uh, now that the uh, that the only thing the uh, the mainstream media can distract us with is who's going to be the Republican candidate. That's boring. Well, yeah, it is. But I found a guy that I'm potentially interested in. Yeah. Yeah, so of course you know I'm uh, I I I love Ron Paul and uh I supported him in the 2008 elections. We're, I mean, it's unavoidable, John. We're going into an election cycle. We're going to have to touch on it from time to time. Um I uh, saw uh um and it's not that I watched it but someone sent me the link, uh Hannity. Of course, Sean ah. com will take you right to our show. Um he interviewed uh, Gary Johnson, governor of New Mexico. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah, I know. I like him too. He's a he's, he's a straight shooter. He seems honest, and he's he the, he stands up to the bullies. And um, yeah, I like him. He's okay. He, well, but all of his points are also valid. You know, he's he, he hasn't got a snowball's chance in hell. No, of course not. But you know, does that if we have that attitude, then uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, I put in a request to interview him uh, in the 2008 uh, Olympics. We uh, we interviewed uh, Ron Paul, or I interviewed Ron Paul, and uh, I'd like to interview Gary Johnson this time around. And it's, the only question I has: Where are you going to get your money to win? Who's corporate? Yeah, not, who's not corporate schlong? Are you going to suck? He's not going to do anything. Yeah. So how is he going to make money? You can't win without money, right? Isn't that kind of the fact? Yep. Yeah. He wants to legalize marijuana. Yeah, he's, he's got all the right. Yeah. To he, he even quoted our uh, our Portugal uh, example. What do you say? Oh, I'm glad you asked. You run into, I think, problems with the base, legalizing drugs, a couple of other positions. Legalizing marijuana, legalizing marijuana, marijuana, talking about harm reduction strategies regarding all the other drugs. So, talking about legalizing marijuana. Uh, I came at this issue from a cost-benefit analysis standpoint. Sean, half, and, and I'm not telling you anything that you don't recognize, half of what we spend on law enforcement, the courts, and the prisons is drug-related. And to what end? Well, $70 billion a year. We're arresting 1.8 million people a year in this country, and we now have 2.3 million people behind bars. We have the highest incarceration rate of any country in the world. The America. Marijuana is in a different category. Oh, what do you do when people are in a, a crack-induced state? Hannity is such a douchebag. It it pains me to have him in between this clip. Of psychosis, if it's decriminalized or legalized. What do you do with people so needing a fix for heroin that they would kill their own mother? Uh, <laughs> these are predictable results of... Go ahead! <laughs> ...of hard drug use. What do you do then? Well, first of all, this, there's an educational process in all this. Uh, uh, we, we're edu- if, people, if, you, if you're too stupid not to stick a needle in your arm or a crack pipe in your mouth, you, you just lost it. I mean, you, there's no educating uh, somebody that crack is bad for you. Well, crack then there's is, no law kid. that's going to stop it either, you douchebag. He's an idiot. Sean Hannity, I mean... Yeah, that guy bugs me uh, yeah. when it comes to this topic. Crack addict should go get him. That would be better. It's crack is bad. It's, it's sure, sure, it's Sean. But but you treat it first as a health issue rather there than a criminal go. justice there issue. There you go. You don't treat it first as a criminal justice issue. These are these are the people that we know. These are these are so people gonna, that wait a minute, we, you we wanna, actually care about. What are we going? Okay, so we're going to provide free health care for them. We're going to f- provide free heroin, crack. Let's differentiate. Okay, here it comes. Now he's good between uh, marijuana though and harder drugs. I, what I, I made I that I distinction. Meant, 
I what, I'm, what I am advocating is the legalization of marijuana mm-hmm. and having drank alcohol and having smoked marijuana. I like this too. <laughs> I drank, I smoked. I'm on E right now, baby. Neither of which I do today because I think they are both handicaps. Yeah. But having done both, I can tell you that there's a big difference between the two. And the big difference between the two is that marijuana is a lot safer than alcohol. <laughs> Hold on, here gets a little, gets a little, gets a little hot pockets from that. Oh, Citizens, that. well, you don't have to agree. Citizens of Denver five years ago voted to decriminalize marijuana in Denver on a campaign based on marijuana being safer than alcohol. Can't these arguments still be made on the crack heroin issue? What are you doing in those cases? What are you going to do? Well, you first look at it as a health issue rather than a criminal justice issue. You're a fiscal conservative. You're a libertarian. You don't want to pay for their health care, do you? Exactly, Sean. So listen to me. From a cost-benefit analysis... Give them the drugs? Listen, from a cost-benefit analysis, Portugal, 10 years ago, decriminalizes all drug use. In the last 10 years, they have statistically shown a 50% decrease in heroin use. Wait a minute. We, uh, Great Britain experimented... With- and by the way, here comes Hannity with a lie. Great Britain did not experiment in the way that Portugal did. With, with the same decriminalization of heroin. And there were other... Well, we talked about this the other way. Needle Park is another failure. I, I can't do and make an argument. Needle Park. But, but wait a minute. Well, when, but, when, let's when, talk about Needle they, Park. If, I mean, I can talk about also, all these. I can address have, all these issues. Have, if you'll shut up, Hannity. Maintenance issues where the government ends up giving these drugs to these uh-huh. addicts. And the state, now listen to this story. It's the last one. state then becomes the pusher, and we have people that literally are decrepit and, and no longer live life as a bunch of junkies. So, so chief of police from Zurich, Switzerland, comes to Albuquerque. This is about 10 years ago. And he said, I'm chief of police. <laughs> I think he said, I am chief of police. Zurich, Switzerland. He said, when they came out with a heroin maintenance program in Zurich, Switzerland. Free, by, free heroin. Free heroin. Government controlled. You have to get a prescription, but free heroin. Free. Uh, clean needles. The idea was, was to reduce death, disease, crime, corruption. The things that I think really people care about. He said, when they came out with this program in Zurich, that, this was crazy. I've been in law enforcement my entire life. All my friends were in law enforcement. We could not have been more opposed to this. Death, disease, crime, corruption was going to skyrocket. He said, I am here today to tell you, Zurich is a much better place to live. And citizens of Zurich voted to re-up on that program. There you go. So the here's, only- here's another one that's it, that you should listen. To. We, we need some talking points on this and maybe a memo. When he says that, Hannity's very specious the way, the way he argues. He'll come up with off the wall with some bull crap to just to throw the guy off the track. But luckily, the guy was pretty solid. Yeah, right, I agree. But he says, you know what? So, you, so you're a libertarian. You want to pay for their health care? You want to pay yeah, for these, these you know, yeah. by calling it a medical thing, you want to pay for their health care? And the guy kind of just kept going on this point. Yeah. The guy should have thrown back the following. No, I don't want to pay for their health care, but it's going to save money because the way you're the way you want it, Hannity, is we arrest them, throw them in jail, pay for their room and board at forty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year because they're in jail, and then pay for their health care in jail. So you're paying for their health care, whether you like it or not, jerk. Hey, maybe we could uh, consult this guy. We could, uh, you know, if if he would listen to us, he would do a much better job. Uh, <laughs> oh wow, John, you're all worked up. Uh, that Hannity just bugs me. I know, me with I this know. The chat, specious the chat room was bull crap, yeah. and then he bullies the guy. Yeah, you know the guy is he should be. You know he is worse than Ed Schultz. Ed Schultz, <laughs> by the way, who's been kind of taken off the air for calling uh, Laura Ingram a slut. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a, I was it actually was a, I was giving him points for that. Well, I, no, I think he actually called her a talk slut, not just. No, he a, called her a slut first, then a talk slut. He backed off. He called her a slut twice. You know, the, you know that the, the, there's a meme here. I know you have an Ed Schultz clip. Do you want to play that first, or can I play you the slut clip? Because there's a meme going on with sluts. Well, we'll do the sluts after this because I just want to mention right. that Ed Schultz won some bogus award from some 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 convention for having the quote of the year, mm-hmm. and and for, on TV anti you know Republican anti conservative quote of the year. This is the quote of the year that won. The Republicans lie. They want to see you dead. They'd rather make money off your dead corpse. They kind of like it when that woman has cancer and they don't have anything for her. That's the quote of the year. Is that a, a, a JD Powers and Associates award, or is that the? Uh, it's just some bogus thing they were looking for, just outrageous things. And Schultz likes to yell. And what's unfortunate is that, well, you know what? I don't think it's unfortunate anymore. I, you know, I don't care because I see the commercials on Fox. It's nothing but old people and old guys looking at the hot blondes. They're looking at hot blondes. That's all that they do. It's old people. It's not our generation is not watching. You don't like that. looking at hot blondes? No, I do, but it's, ah. not, it's not for me. It, I don't. I don't think most people are watching Fox News. So uh, there is an issue though with the word "slut," and there's now slut walks going on all over uh, Gitmo Nation. It started in Gitmo Nation, Great White North, and has now progressed down to Gitmo Nation, Down Under. Oops, wrong one. The movement go. that brought this boy to the fore began across the Pacific in Canada, where a policeman said that women should avoid dressing like sluts in order not to be victimised. Soon after, the first slut walk took place on the Toronto streets, with women reclaiming the word oftentimes used as a female slur. Less than two months later, and it's arrived down under, under. with well-known Australian writers behind the cause. Reclaiming the word slut <laughs> is going to disempower it. Excellent. Take your word back, women. So they're all dressed up like, quote, sluts, and they're doing <laughs> slut walks. Slutwalks.com would be good. Don't want to say too much there. Um, but that's no. ludicrous. Well, you know, when the cops say, well, you dress like a slut, that's why you got raped. I mean, that's pretty ludicrous, John. That's I didn't say that wasn't ludicrous. Yeah, but so but going around promoting, you know, <laughs> promoting I, what? It's ludicrous. Promoting it's ludicrous. what? Promoting Pro- what? Promote, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what they're promoting. But it's just like, you know, they, okay, <laughs> the, we're, the, we're they, all sluts, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm taking the word back. I'm very for this. I, think I, I like the word the way it was. I think it's, it's, it's descriptive. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I look up the word slut, uh, what is your definition of the word slut, John C. Dvorak? I don't have a, a definition. I have a feeling. You say, <laughs> What is your feeling? What does the word slut actually mean? What is your, how descriptive is it to you? It would be a uh, an attractive, uh, sexually loose woman who dresses uh, to uh, encourage the uh, the message that she's sexually loose. Okay, a slovenly or promiscuous woman. Slovenly. That's a new word there. Slovenly, messy. It's not a new word. It's an old word. Yeah, well, I, I don't use it. Slovenly, messy and dirty. Hmm. Slovenly. We so I guess the, their definition stems back to Shakes, the Shakespearean era. Yeah, well, that's the Apple Macintosh dictionary. I'm not uh, quite sure get what a, that d- means. Get a better dictionary. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we uh, we went a long way from uh, 
from the Gaddafi rape bogus survey to the sluts. I'm not quite sure how we got there. You led the you led it. <laughs> I led it. I did it all the way. It's my fault. Define slut. <laughs> you are you are you consulting the book of knowledge? No, I'm going to go to Webster's book of knowledge, which is a backup, and look up the word slut. Uh huh. In Merriam-Webster, of course, which is the most popular of the dictionaries, mm-hmm. a promiscuous woman, especially prostitute. Press number two. The second. In its British version is slovenly woman. Ah, there you uh, go. The American version is a promiscuous woman, especially a prostitute, or B, a saucy girl. I, I, I disagree. I don't think a slut is a prostitute. I think it's two separate things. I've never, I don't, I don't think I've ever called a woman a slut. I think only women call women sluts. I, don't know, I could be wrong. Well, let's look at the thesaurus and see what the... Uh... <laughs> I think we're... <laughs> A boldly flirtatious, this is kind of my definition. Didn't I say that's kind of this? Boldly flirtatious or sexually promiscuous woman. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Chippy. Which chippy. Is a, chippy. A chippy is an old slang word for a, uh, a prostitute. Uh, bimbo. Uh-huh. Doxy. Uh, fancy woman. What's a male slut? A hoochie. <laughs> I want to be a hoochie mama. A hussy. <laughs> a Jezebel. A minx. Ooh, a queen. What is the male definition? Does it say slut, that? tramp, trollop. <laughs> trollop. <laughs> Wench. I like trollop. Trollop. <laughs> Wench and whore. You trollop you. Related words. Siren, temptress, vamp, grisette, harlot, <laughs> prostitute, and troll. You ignorant trollop you. Troll, really? Well, what is a male... T-R-U-L-L. Help me now. What is a male slut? Does it even exist? We don't have male sluts. They're just cool. That would be a punk. They were cool. <laughs> it's like, cool guy. What no, is it? Male, that would be a punk. That was not a punk. A punk is not a, is not a male slut. I think so. No. Absolutely. He's not promiscuous, not sending the message. In fact, if anything, it's a douchebag. Douche. There you go. Sluts and douchebags. Douchebag. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sluts and Douchebags Festival. Yeah, we could do What'd that. What'd be a male? I don't think there is a male slut. That's the problem. Well, that shows you. No, I know what it is. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Hey. All right, everybody. Hot and give yourself an uh, in the morning for that. That's perfect. Hey, how come I didn't fire? Uh-oh. In the morning. There we go. I say, we took an hour to get to the punchline, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, it was called a gosh, shaggy dog gosh, moment. Gosh darn it, we got there. Okay, well, while we're on this, uh, you know what uh, DSM-5 is, right? No, I have no idea. Uh, DSM-5, you can go, you'll find it at DSM-5.org. This is the American Psychiatric Association. This is where they, uh, they put together, this is the new book, DSM-5, we're at four now. DSM-5 will be the book of disorders. And, oh, that's uh, right, 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 right. They got it a couple. They've changed it again. Yeah, so they've added a couple of things, and uh, I can tell you right now. Here, here's how I picked up on this, and I, then of course I went and did the research for y'all. As we follow news of Dominic Strauss-Kahn's rape charges and Arnold Schwarzenegger's love child, it seems to confound us that these powerful men will seemingly risk everything for a sexual encounter. One can't help but wonder what on earth were they thinking. 
Well, mental health experts wonder this too. And they're considering adding a diagnosis of hypersexual disorder to the next manual of mental health disorders, the DSM-5. Here to tell us more about this is psychologist Dr. Michelle Golland. Okay, so I'm not going to play her because she's like, it's actually a really hot milfy doctor who then comes on to tell us about this disorder. And I'm like, ah, I was confused. So um, hypersexual disorder, John, apparently um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has it. Apparently Dominique Strauss-Kahn has it. This is a disorder. It is now proposed. How does this differ from a rapist? Oh, no, 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 no. Let me explain and let's see if you and I suffer. Uh, hypersexual disorder. I, we, I know we suffer, <laughs> but it, what, how? What is the severity? Because this is what the uh, DSM five uh, does for you. Over a period of at least six months, recurrent and intense sexual fantasies, sexual urges, and sexual behavior in association with four or more of the following five criteria will determine whether you are have hypersexual disorder. John, are you ready to take the survey? No. Uh, one. Excessive time is consumed by sexual fantasies and urges and by planning for and engaging in sexual behavior. Where's your bell? Oh. You qualify. Uh, I think everybody does. Right. Well, actually, let's, let's, um, why don't we, well, I'll do the, the. Or at least all all the guys in the world that I know. Well, exactly. Thank you. Uh, Number two. Repetitively engaging in these sexual fantasies, urges, and behavior in response to dysphoric move states, i.e., anxiety, depression, boredom, or irritability. Uh, in other words, and by that the way, only that only counts if you have the opportunity. Well, uh, and the, the, it can be. Here's the, here's the list of things that that it can be. It can be a masturbation, b pornography, c sexual behavior with consulting consenting what, just adults. Looking at pornography, how can you do that without when you're surfing the internet? That this is a, this is a sketchy. One. This is number two. Bell. Oh, number three. Repetitively engaging in sexual fantasies, urges, and behavior in response to stressful life events. Well, what yeah. does that mean? It's like, honey, I had a shitty day. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> ring the bell. Ring the bell. Come on. Number four. Repetitive but unsuccessful efforts to control or significantly reduce these sexual fantasies, urges, and behavior. I tried well, to stop masturbating, but... <laughs> So I, I guess it means you drink a lot. I don't know. That's this bull crap. Number five, and finally, oh, more repetitively engaging in sexual behavior while disregarding the risk for physical or emotional harm to self or others. So yeah. Anyway, so I, I th- if you look at the severity, this is this is like real doctor stuff. And of course, what this is, I can tell you what it's leading to. I had there's a point to this. It's not just all about funny sex stuff. Uh, okay, the scale of uh, the diagnosis for a hypersexual disorder. This is what doctors will use to determine when they say, like, you know, you have a, a slight tendency of hypersexual disorder. That would be slight. The person has reported infrequent, e.g. less than 15 minutes in the average day, fantasies and urges, but no enacted sexual behaviors. So if you think about sex... And have fantasies or urges, but don't actually act on them for less than. I know, hit the bell for the whole audience. <laughs> Do it. What the bell. hell? What the hell? I'm having sexual fantasies right now. Uh, mild is if you report urges between 15 to 30 minutes a day. I mean, come on, we're men. What are you talking about? 
Uh, All right. You don't think you're reading. This is so, terrible. So the point is, is that there's going to be a vaccine for this. And of, cor- <laughs> and of course, it'll make you not want to screw around. Why are you having the salt, Peter? And, yeah. Well, you know, I think they still use it. And then, the, and then uh, salt Peters, I'm sure the patent expired. So it'll probably be a version of it. And that'll help population control. Everyone's going to be diagnosed with hypersexual disorder. And we're going to keep... You watch this, John. Where's your book? Write it down. Hypersexual disorder. Please. What's today's date? Yeah, today's the 29th of May 2008. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so are you writing it with your auto pen? <laughs> hypersexual disorder, everybody. Links in the show notes at uh, 308.nashownotes.com. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. And uh, well, as I write this down here in the book of, uh, of predictions, we do have a few people to thank for this week's show. I want to start off with a couple that came over the transom. Alan Bean in Oakland uh, continues to support us with $50 uh, every month or so. Also, uh, Jeff Briggs sent in uh, double nickels on the dime to wish his son Joe Briggs. Is it Joe Briggs or Joe Bob Briggs? A happy <laughs> birthday. He's a recent college grad, and I know he'll be a future knight. I hope so. He's an underworked uh, real estate agent, Monsieur <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeff. Also, uh, Sean Connolly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong part of the list. Also, James LePan. Uh, also known as LePan, Mesa, Arizona. Um, in the morning to you, John and Adam, I don't set, uh, don't set much by it. I need a big shot of karma for Sean McDougal, one of your smaller monthly donors that got me started on though, Jenny, shooting for a job closer to home. If you, if you could, I would like a MILF for my soon-to-be MILF wife and in the morning and a squirrel in a row. Wow. He needs a karma okay. uh, in the morning and a squirrel. And a MILF. No, a karma, an in oh, the milf. morning, a MILF. Which one? Does he, he ask for an in the morning? No. Yeah. He wants a karma, a wife. A he wants a, he wants, I'm sorry. He wants a, this is terrible. He wants a karma. He wants a MILF. Uh-huh. He wants an in the morning and a squirrel. Okay. Let me see if I can do this. MILF. That's one mother I'd like to. You've got karma. In the morning. Squirrel. That's pretty good. That's good enough. $111.11. If it was no good, he can re-donate. Yeah, <laughs> Paul yeah. Kirby, a new listener, South Ascot, Berkshire, UK, 6160. New listener can no longer drive to work without the podcast in the morning traffic. Thanks to the Muma Bear for recommending. P.S. It's pronounced Berkshire, not Berkshire. I was, you know, I was about to say Berkshire. 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 Paul, he's in Ascot. Uh, in the morning from the lone squirrel in No Agenda Chat. This is Tori Hunter from uh, Paducah, Kentucky. I would like uh, for Eddie Munster to be D. Douche for introducing me to the show. Okay. You've been D. Douched. I will remain a douchebag until I have properly hit someone in the mouth to donate on my behalf. Oh. That's interesting. As a pass along, D. Douching. As a musician, I appreciate the value of the entertainment you provide, and would you. Uh, and and would like you to play the Dvorak.org slash NA jingle in the hopes of others may be equally inspired. Dvorak.org slash NA. And that was 5757. Schnorra Stein. Schnorra, Sir Schnorra Stein. Sir Schnorra in Norway. 
uh, consider supporting the Hobo Harlan Tusberg Jr. and his music. Regards hobo, from the North. Hobo Harold what? Hobo Harold, H-A-R-A-L-D, which is a Scandinavian spelling. Tusberg Jr. Huh. Okay. I don't know, 54 bucks from uh, Sir hey, Stein. Up there, uh, up there in the North Pole almost. Yeah, we got to get up there. Dennis Lee's New Market, New Hampshire, 5110. Uh, Dave Bozeman, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, $50. New listener, George Vanderhorst. Uh, Black Knight Sir Vanderhorst. George, Sir George. George. And Hank Vevers. No, Vevers, come on. You can do better. Vevers, yeah. come on. In uh, Holland. And that's no, all we no, got. No, 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 You don't get to pass over that in Holland. No. This is actually quite important. Lou Warden Frisland. Leo Warden. Leo Warden. Friesland. Friesland. There you go. Very good. So um, it was a very poor showing today. Yeah, well. Well, no, but you know, it, it, I don't know if it's because of the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Every time we have a holiday, I've always said we shouldn't be doing shows on these days. Well, we should, well, it, 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 it's a little demotivating. Let <laughs> me put it that way. But is it is it the economy? Is it do we just suck? Do people not care? I mean, we have new. We did get some some new donors. That's nice. We had a good. We had a good show. Our last show was a good show. No, I think it's because of the holiday. People have taken off. They're not around. I mean, and we lose. So they don't think of us. The most no, the no, they don't. That's the problem. That's why the networks have gone to these short schedules of TV shows because they, they just like screw it. So wait a minute. So can I just uh, presume that if it's a holiday, then and we've always worked traditionally on the holiday. Should we just not do it? Just screw it? I've been saying that for the last couple of years, especially after the I think it was Christmas, where yeah, like nobody really listened and nobody paid any uh, attention, and we didn't get uh, no donations. It was and it was Christmas. Uh, yeah. So I, I you know, what, you know what's bothering me though. There's, there's these, and I keep getting these. So if you, if you are considering emailing me, first of all, if you email me more than once a month with a story, email me with No Agenda News Network in the subject, and I'll give you an account because that's where we're putting everything, where we're tracking everything. No Agenda News Network dot com. That's where you need to go to get all these stories. You can follow it all. You can know what we're going to talk about. Help the research. So stop emailing me story. If it's more than one a month, send me an email. I'll set you up under the count. And I see, and I believe me, I see everything there. Uh, but then I get people sending, hey, man, you got to see this video. And it's that stansberryresearch.com. I just, we got to talk about this. This is what Alex Jones is advertising. Um, you know, Oh, that piece of crap. Yeah. And it's like, there's a very important rich American citizen. Uh, who has made predictions. He predicted the economic collapse. The crazy thing is, this crazy man is right. Go to see this free video. <laughs> the end of America 5000.com. I wanted you to, maybe you can do some voiceover for me because I've been wanting to mock this thing in a, uh, produce a video over at Medio. Uh-huh. Where I come out and say, yes, and I predicted this, and then we have clips of me, <laughs> which are all bogus. i got a wig on Oh, or dude, something. why don't you come down here and we'll do it? Don't give that to me, like, Bio. Do it with me. It's like, uh, hey, I'm predicting the fall of Lehman Brothers. <laughs> this was predicted the day before. You know, and, 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 and we have like have a video camera with the with the date flashing in the corner, like the day before Lehman collapses. Screw it, we're doing this for the show. This is fantastic. I believe that Adam, they're going to collapse. Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, they're known as the crackpot and the buzzkill. But the funny thing they have is, predicted all they've the predicted great all the great downturns. They've predicted everything. Buy gold <laughs> coins from them now, because that's what it always comes down to. Then there's this new one. The National Inflation Association, the NIA. This is another great one. You know one. who runs it? 
Anthony Weiner. Tell me about the sexuality. Misfire. Oh, my glasses fogged up on that one. Anthony Weiner runs the National Inflation Association. As endorsed by Anthony Weiner. Chairman of the National Inflation Association, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. They may think they're crazy, but not after you make millions selling gold and these stocks we recommend. <laughs> so anyway, if you see those two advertisers, okay, do not be fooled. And this is what's sad is that's out there. And, and usually I, I'll just poop, and I keep sending back a note to say uh, that guy's like the top advertiser on Alex Jones. Oh, oh yeah! Shoot, can't believe I fell. You know, for most it. of our listeners are on, are have a clue, but we do have a lot of kind of either new listeners or guys who kind of get jacked up by our approach to the news, and, and so they become like puppy dogs, but they haven't really absorbed the model or, or the right. deconstruction thing, and so they see this stuff and they get all jazzed about it, thinking it's part of the greater conspiracy, and it's just a bunch of bull crap. Yeah, I think they get hypersexual disorder, acute hypersexual disorder. It's okay because this is why I bring it up. And so the po- uh, long story end around is uh, we don't take advertising because uh, this is what you'd wind up with. And by the way, I think it's probably a really lucrative business to these guys. You know, you get people hooked on kind of the same stories, except we have no dog in the hunt. None whatsoever. I mean, look, we, we can't even get hot pockets to advertise and we and we advertise from all the time. We can't even get them to sponsor a stupid RV. And let, let me, I, I dug up those two clips on advertising that, that were the, this is one of the reasons we do the show the way we do it. And we want to emphasize this. Besides the fact that we give you like hours and hours and hours of programming that's essentially free and we just ask for, uh, for help. And you, you know, commuters love the show that we have. It's, it's cheaper than going to the movies. There's a lot of effort put into it. And we don't have people pressuring us to talk about one thing or another. I'm going to play these two, two uh, clips back to back, which is first the O'Reilly attack on advertisers I wanted to play on the last show. And then the gay attack on the fo- on Fox uh, advertisers because they don't like Fox. They think uh, they just don't like them. Billionaire George Soros now funding the vicious far-left website Media Matters to the tune of about a million dollars a year at least. And that website is now threatening advertisers who appear on FNC. For example, the Orbitz travel agency was threatened, but their patriots over there and issued a statement, quote, Media Matters is a political organization that has been funded pretty extensively to go after one network. And we aren't going to engage in that fight. We have a strict policy of tolerance and non-discrimination, and that means we don't favor one political side over another. Okay, and in uh, media news, the, uh, there are a number of gay groups that are trying to urge Orbitz to stop advertising on the Fox network because of the bigotry that runs rampant on that network. And I guess they picked up on Orbitz because it is a pro-gay company and it has a gay travel service and all that stuff. They really go after the gay dollars in their ads, yeah. and, and it's actually nice to see their ads <laughs> showing gay couples uh, in, in their ads, and that's a beautiful thing to see. So uh, they're urging you to go to dropfox.com. I think we have a car run for that uh, if you want to get involved in urging um, Orbitz to stop advertising on Fox. And okay. I think they're going after other advertisers as well, and that's being sponsored by the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, the Courage Campaign, and Equality Matters. Okay. Ah, John, we're so stupid. We're not going after the gay dollars. 
<laughs> and equality <laughs> matters, by the way. Think about that. Is a is just media matters. Yeah, I mean, it's owned by Media Matters. It is yeah. Media Matters with a gay slant. I want, I, I, hey, as a bi-curious male, your gay dollars are welcome right here. Your gay you dollars, the, your lesbian dollars, your transgender dollars. Send me your dollars, your gay money. The point is, is that this kind of thing is really hampers coverage of anything. Of course. And uh, because you put pressure on advertisers, you just don't like one thing or something somebody says yeah, or some guy offends you or whatever. Yeah. Then you get an advertiser. You go after their advertiser. Yeah. You don't even have to go after them. Yeah. So the you, o- we don't have that, that uh, no, situation. If they, the only way that they can get rid of us is they have to go kill every single one of our listeners. That's quite a job. Yeah, probably, it is. It would take a while. <laughs> would take, they, eventually, they would win, but it would take a while. But geez, it would take 10, 20 years, maybe. So why don't you get in quick before they off you? And uh, and support this show. Uh, it's it's what we do. Uh, I have no other job at the moment, but I got to start looking. Dvorak slash <laughs> na. I'm sorry, Darwin. You want to say? And something? I also say, don't forget noagendanation.com, which also has a store attached. Yes. And uh, we want to say happy birthday to Joe Briggs. Not sure if it's Joe Briggs or Joe Bob Briggs, but happy birthday for your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's and then we have a very uh, special, uh, special uh, daming today. So I got my my big blade out for this there you one go. Uh, because uh, it, as we said, we discussed in the at the beginning of the show, it's not just going to be a damehood. We invite Nicola Crest to step forward, please. Let me just, John, can you just verify she's a chick? Yep. Okay, <laughs> she said she was. She looks good, Nicola Cress. Because of your support of the No Agenda show, up to $999.99, for which we threw in the extra penny, we hereby knight the not only Dame Nicola Cress, but Saint Nicola Cress, Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please have a seat there next to Joan of Arc. The Saint working two jobs and in the hospital uh, with the... Uh, like terminally crazy, messed up people. No, no, it's uh, spinal cord injuries. Yeah, that's nice. She's a saint. Two jobs to make ends meet, spinal cord injuries, and donates enough for a damehood. She is now a saint. I think, yeah, uh, I, the way it works is you have to perform uh, two miracles. Isn't that it? I don't know. I that's, forgot yeah, the that's rules. What the, that's what the Pope has Well, to she do. works at two hospitals, so yeah, there you go. That's miracles. a miracle in yeah, itself. Exactly. So uh, please uh, do help us out, uh, hook up the show, support us, and uh, if you know anyone in Hot Pockets, uh, you know, what are they going to do? They're not going to pull the RV off the road if they sponsor it? They're going to do that, right? So, um, I don't know. we got to get a hold of the Public Relations Department of Hot Pockets. I think it's part of a giant food combine. <laughs> hey, speaking of public relations, um, so the president... Uh, you know, of course, he has no time to sign uh, anything. He's out there in uh, Uro. He's never home. He's not home. <laughs> the president's not home. Or as they say, outside the continental U.S. That's the official milieu talk. So uh, he couldn't do uh, his uh, speech. He couldn't do his, his weekly address. Oh. So who are you going to call? Well, why, couldn't he fo- why couldn't he Skype it in? He Skyped in his signature. <laughs> Skype, Skyped it. It's a Skype pen. Well, that'd be cool, actually, if he Skyped. Hey, re- hello, everybody. I'm here on Skype uh, at that 10 Downing Street. 
uh, hold on. And then it goes all helium. And there's like no studios <laughs> anywhere else in the world that yeah. he can go to. Give me yeah. a break. So uh, Joe O'Biden came in uh, to do it. And it was very interesting. Hello. Uh, huh? I was saying I, I missed this. No, I, I, it, by the way, 20 edits. I, 15. 15 edits in a five-minute piece. The guy can't speak one sentence without messing it up. I think he, I think he wanted to do it without prompter. It doesn't really look like he was reading. He probably went like, ah, crap. Let me pick it up from there. It's literally jump cuts throughout the whole thing. It's like really bad. Yeah, it's bad. I hope you're having oh, it. So he tries to do it instead of, hello, everybody. He does a, hello, everyone. I'm Joe O'Biden. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a safe and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. I've got some good news for us today. Uh, John, he's got good news. Today, not hey, hold only- on a second. What? How come the president's not in the United States on Memorial Day? No, he is. He's uh, flying back today. So Memorial Day is tomorrow, and he'll be in uh, Mississippi okay. for the uh, Joplin uh, with the tornado victims. Can you believe that the president a week ago proclaimed it National Hurricane Week? How wrong can you get it? It was National Hurricane Week, and then all the tornadoes hit. A hurricane Prevention Week, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, is, is our economy overall growing? Hey, it's growing. One of the important sectors of our economy is on the rise again. The American automobile industry. Oh. Just a few days ago on Tuesday, Chrysler Corporation announced that they were repaying the taxpayers for the loans we gave them when we came into office. And this announcement came six years ahead of schedule. Six years ahead of schedule. The economy is growing with leaps and bounds. John, this is this is amazing. So I had to look into this. Let's just see if he lies any more about it, and then I'll tell you how they pulled this off. And just two years after Chrysler Corporation emerged from bankruptcy. You know, and it's a sign of what's happening throughout the American automobile industry. It's not just Chrysler. <laughs> oh, no! Also this week, GM announced that its Detroit Hamtramck factory will run three shifts oh. for the first time in its 26-year hunt. More slaves! You know, that's 2,500 more good-paying jobs. We are saved. 2,000 more slave wage jobs. So, I, uh, so of course, I'm like, really? Chrysler paid back its loans? And uh, it wasn't that hard to find. No, they took out other loans yeah, to pay back. Yeah, yeah. To pay off the governments. They borrowed from Mary to pay. Yeah, exactly. They, they raised $3.2 billion through a bond sale and took $3 billion in lower interest bank loans. And they'll also use $1.3 billion of investment from fiat. So let me get this right. You know, the, the, the government was loan sharking them. They, and they had to take the money, by the way. Chrysler never wanted to take the money. They were forced to take the money, just like the banks were forced to take the money, even the ones that didn't want it. And so the minute the term was up, they mean like get rid of this because you know they were paying twelve percent, and now they're like six to eight percent. So then I'm thinking, well, okay, so you know the banks are like, oh, I mean, why would the banks actually go out there and uh, and lend them money? I mean, they'd have to have some kind of uh, they have some kind of contract or something like you know some kind of if you're going to borrow that much money, you know, like a couple billion, John. If you and I showed up at Merrill and said. Uh, you know, like Goldman. Hey, man, we want uh, $3.2 billion or something. Uh, they'd want, you got any contracts or anything? And, and we'd say, yeah. At GSA, our mission is to provide an effective, sustainable, and transparent government for the American people. 
We support agencies so that they can support our great nation. As part of that mission, we design and maintain federal buildings across the country, and we help manage the acquisition of goods and services for the federal government, including the procurement of nearly 400,000 vehicles used by federal agencies. Oh, okay. You got to see this video of this press conference at the General Services Administration. So they've got like 30 Chrysler cars all parked behind the podium, you know, all the hybrid cars. And way in the back is like one Ford just to make it look like they're not partial. It's all Chrysler, all hybrid. The government is buying half a million dollar cars, half a million dollars worth of cars for the douchebags to drive around in. Well, of course, they've got a big government half contract. Half a billion, not a half a million. Half a million. Um, yeah, yeah four, 400,000. Yeah, that, four, that sale of 400,000 cars, you can probably get some uh, money from the bank for that. Exactly. Secure that deal. And, but it's only part of the president's initiative to get one million hybrid cars on the road. So, but, yeah, the, it's... These it, are hybrid cars? Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's more to the clip. Chrysler makes a hybrid car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, how about... And then, uh, yes. This puts us in a unique strategic position to help the government invest in advanced technology vehicles. Oh. Already, G has, GSA has made serious progress in integrating more fuel-efficient vehicles into the federal fleet. In the past year alone, we have doubled the number of hybrid vehicles across the government, re- replacing old cars with new fuel-efficient ones. These purchases have already led a 25% increase, led to a 25% increase in the fuel efficiency of the fleet, saving taxpayers $9 million last year. Woo! Saving $9 million in gas, but how much did we spend in in replacing all those cars? Yeah. And where are they? Billions. Yeah. So can I uh, pick up an old cop car somewhere? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. I don't know. But this is my point. Is you got Joe Biden lying, you know, or it's not really lying because they did pay back the loan, but it's not because the economy is better. It's because they got a cheaper loan somewhere else, based upon the fact that you, Joe Biden, are helping buy their cars. It's this is it's like a circle. It's like a it's it's like a a piece of poop swirling around in the pot. Only one way to go. <laughs> I'm looking at the Chrysler Aspen Hybrid page. Yeah, it's, I bet it's a gem. So I'm looking at this clunker, and it's. I'm looking, looking, looking. It says, so here it is. This is an SUV hybrid, base price forty four thousand dollars, miles per gallon. What now? Hybrids are are known for their mileage. What? What? Give me a guess. A, 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 a city uh, road numbers, like you know. Give me two numbers. The two numbers. I don't know. I bet you it's getting an average of twenty three miles a gallon. I bet you it's not doing much better than that. Nineteen. See, it's not that, not that. And it's slash twenty on the highway. So on, in town, when you're running under a little battery, you could get nineteen. Then when you hit the road, you get a massive twenty. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's it, the point? Because it, 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 it can't run very fast on the battery. I guess. I guess you need the engine. No, it's just a piece of crap. That's why. And does it look ugly? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my biggest. You know, electric schmeck. And it's funny because people roll up here. You know. Uh, actors come and uh, rehearse with Mickey and whatever, and they're driving all these Priuses. This is like Los Angeles, the land of the Prius. And I always, I can't help but mock them. I'm like, I challenge. I'm you. like, hey, how's that battery car? And, and you know what they all say? Well, I have to do something. <sighs> really? I just let them go. I mean, don't get into 
what's going to happen when they throw out that battery car, how it's going to ruin stuff. Oh, yeah. No, the battery is a, a, a this is a, a environmental disaster. Waiting these batteries. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, so Joe, uh, Joe is tweeting this. He actually thinks it's still radio. He doesn't realize it's YouTube. And he's like, before I sign off, everybody, he's going to sign off from his show. Sign off. He's going to sign off. Not listen. just recovering from this recession. We're focused on making sure that if you work hard, play by the rules, you'll be able to get ahead. Put your kids through college. Retire with dignity and security. Oh, that sounded like the definition of a slave life. No work, kidding. Work hard. Let's just listen to that again. Work hard. Shut up. Put your kids through college. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Not it's, just recovering from this recession. Okay, this is the American dream uh, as defined by Vice President Joe O'Biden. We're focused on making sure that if you work hard, work hard, play by the rules, play by the rules, you'll be able to get ahead. Get ahead. Put your kids through college. Yeah. Retire with dignity and security. <laughs> and then die. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun. What happened to the no, hookers? No, it doesn't sound fun at all. This guy's, a, this guy's, a, he's a, he's a buzzkill. What happened to the hookers and blow in there, O'Biden? Anyway, so before he signs he sounds off, sounds drunk. Yeah. <laughs> before he signs off, he's got some advice for y'all. Before I sign off. <laughs> Just keep that clip. Just that. So, that just, clip just before I sign off, play by the rules. You'll be able to get ahead. <coughs> Put your kids through college. Retire with dignity and security. Before I sign off, I just want to mention once again Memorial Day. And remember what this holiday is all about. Isn't it about the sale? Isn't Memorial Day about sales? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah like, I can get a fifty percent discount on sofas uh, and on cars. Right, Memorial Day sale. Isn't that There's what a you lot of Memorial buy? Day car sales? Yeah, yeah car sale. You know, we still have tens of thousands of troops deployed in harm's way. Tens of thousands? Hmm. How about hundreds of thousands, Vice President O'Biden? Tens of thousands. Is that horrible? Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, not tens of thousands. In days past the Memorial Day, we remembered heroes from former wars. But I think it's absolutely essential that we all remember today that thousands of names have been added to those memorials in the wars that are still continuing. Uh, let's see, the ones that we're, the press is not allowed to actually report on and we can't show the coffins coming in with the flags draped over them. Those, you mean those, President? Vice President, whatever your name is, O'Biden, used car sales guy? Folks, uh, all I ask you to do is uh, what my wife, Jill, and Michelle Obama have been asking, to reach out to those families who have someone deployed in your community. Let them know you know. Let them know you know the sacrifice they're making. Engage in, as my wife would say, a single act of kindness. Okay, so first of all, I do come from a military slash service family, and I, and I do honor Memorial Day in a, in, a, in a way for those fallen in patriotic duty. Has O'Biden ever been in service that you know of? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. It just well, come, it up. sounds so insincere what's coming out of his pie hole. It really bothers me. And particularly because we have these servicemen and women, hundreds of thousands, vice president, not tens of thousands, who are out there for no reason other than for your douchebaggery and your elitist crap and your oil cabal. And it really makes me, um, it unsettles me. Maybe invite them to your barbecue this weekend. Oh, oh, yeah. They're hey. not here. How can I invite them when they're stuck in some crap hole? No, no. It's like invite the families. Oh, hey, your son is getting shot at for the oil cabal. Oh, hey, come have a barbecue. What else can we do, Vice President? Mow their lawn. Over to mow their lawn. Oh, okay. 
I'm going to mow the lawn. Yeah. Hey, your son's getting, daughter's getting shot at for this douchebag. Let me mow your lawn. Idiot. You like, what, you produce a package? Yeah, I, I produced a the whole package. package. I had a whole package produced just to yell at him. <laughs> I produced a lawnmower. <laughs> you go all the way and find a lawnmower clip. I was, I was angry when I saw that clip. I'm like, you're a douche. I'm getting a lawnmower clip. I'll show him. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah? You think you got me, Vice President? I don't think so. I got a lawnmower. <laughs> I put work into the show. <sighs> anyway. Well, that's a topper. Well, talking about our <laughs> deployments. Yeah. Uh, please don't. Uh, you got me off the guard. <laughs> I knew I could. I knew if I had the only I had a lawnmower, John will appreciate it. <laughs> so while we're talking about our overseas deployments, <laughs> tell me what you think is going to happen when you play the, after you play the clip, get out of Yemen. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Hey. And in Yemen, Britain has joined the United States in urging its nationals to leave Yemen immediately. Clashes have intensified between government forces and tribal fighters in the capital, Sana'a. More than 100 people have been killed in four days of violence, with each side accusing the other of trying to provoke civil war. Get out! (laughs) Let me think. Why are they telling him to get out? I was enjoying myself here in Yemen. (laughs) The beaches are lovely this time of year. I got two words. Predator drone. Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, well. But it's Syria first. I think uh, Yemen is just... uh, There's not that many people to get out of Yemen. You don't know that. Very few people live there. It's a small country. Yemen. Less people live in Yemen than in Los Angeles, that's for sure. Okay, so do you think we're going to have a no-fly zone uh, over Yemen? Or or Syria or Syria first. I think Syria first. Well, the, the the model that we had, which that clip, by the way, seems to disappear from the internet, which I we need to revisit every once in a while. The Wesley Clark clip. Oh, uh, I don't have that handy. Yeah, put it up for the next show because we need to bring it up about once a month, where he, you know, it was told that what the what the what the pattern was going to be, and we're going to do this, this, and this. So, would say Syria would be next. Uh, well, not only that, but uh, because Syria has the um, uh, Syria has the Russian naval base, but they've but they've they've actually taken all of the right steps for Syria. Uh, so they've stolen the money, they've frozen the assets, uh, they've uh, you know they've they've got these reports of thousands of civilians being killed. I think the the Viagra thing is next. I mean, they may just move that ahead on the chessboard. I move that one a little forward, but yeah, this is it's time for a, for a no fly zone. Uh, but I think it'll be Syria, and it's and not because Syria has all this oil. It's strategically, of course, it's important. Uh, at the same time, they've got the um, uh, the Russian naval base there. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I'm going along with the Syria thing because of the 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 pattern. The the uh, what Clark said was. These, the playbook is what I'm looking for. But because the uh, because of the Russians' involvement, I, I suspect they're going to do a little dipsy-do, and Yemen's going to get a lot of attention before Syria gets the gets its no-fly zone. Oh, like a little cover-up or something like that? Yeah, a little like, let's, uh, uh, you know, we're doing this for... Yeah, I think I'm just seeing... Because this get-out, you know, kind of announcement that the BBC had was, like, uh, disconcerting. Yeah, well, there, there was... Uh, I think there was... 
wasn't there also a, a U.S. State Department get out message? I think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that too. came first. That was like uh, like a few days earlier. So I'm literally trying to. I'm I'm like squareling through trying to find the uh, the General Wesley Clark clip. I'm sorry because it disappeared oh, don't from worry the about internet. It. We just right? play some other time. Okay, because we do have it. Uh, and yeah, we don't and, lose that one. No, 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 no. I say it because it, it's been disappeared from the internet, right? It's well, a, somebody said that's what some people have been reporting. It's very difficult to find now. So, um, John, you and I have discussed uh, homeschooling many times um, on this program. I believe you have homeschooled one or more of your kids, and they've turned out to be fine, upstanding citizens of Gitmo Nation. As most homeschoolers have become, almost yeah. every uh, winner of the spelling bee, National Spelling Bee, is a homeschooled kid. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Is that a scientific Over the last fact? decade, yeah. Is that the science? Science! science! Are you sure? Are you sure? Observable fact. Okay. Um, so, uh, Kathleen Sibelius, who is not, uh, last time I checked, in charge of education, uh, but she is in charge of human, she's the Secretary of Human Health and Services, and I might point out, has a security detail. Did you know that? Why? I don't know, but she, there was this, she's in, like, Runner Magazine, and uh, she's talking about uh, how her security detail can't keep up with her. What she got a security detail yeah, for? Well, Does be- every bonehead have to have a security detail nowadays? And- Is that how dangerous it's become to become a stooge for the government? Yep. Well, you got to have a security detail and a hybrid. Does she have a bunch of staff? Does she have the million-dollar staff of 25 slaves working like Michelle oh, Obama has? Oh, I think more than that. She's, well, she's in charge of an entire department. She has tens of thousands. Well, I mean, working for her directly. Okay, go on with All the story. Right. So uh, there's a conference call with the press. Now, I, I did a lot of work trying to filter this because it was a really – it's like one of those things – almost like one of those financial reports and when the CEO was on this speakerphone so it sounded like crap so I, I hope I hope you're going to be able to understand what she said I actually did the work I monoized it I did rolled off high end put in I mean this is the work I do so I hope it turns out okay that you can hear it John yeah it's, and that's, I think it's funny it sounds <laughs> sound horrible uh, here's what she had to say because uh, we have some issues with the five-year-olds in our country, apparently. Oh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we need to do some well, work on... five-year-olds are trouble. Oh, yeah. Gary Duncan and Sebelius. Um, my question concerns the uh, early learning improvement for health, social, emotional um, outcomes for children's birth to age five. And I'm just wondering, what were the current problems that were found with the health, social, and emotional developments for children's age birth to five? Well, I, I think also I've seen, you know a bunch of studies, including ones that were done in our own state. When we looked at five-year-olds, and we tested about half the five-year-olds in a fairly homogeneous state like Kansas, uh, and found that about half of them were not ready for kindergarten at age five, and some of those skills were missing um, readiness for either math or reading. Uh, A number of children were missing uh, the social and developmental skills, which would allow them to sit in a classroom or play with others or listen to a teacher for any period of time. So I think it was an indicator that you couldn't just test. um, Did you uh, hear what she said? Were you able to understand that? I couldn't get the last part of it. She said, uh, we found that these children were not ready for kindergarten, they didn't have the essential skills, and they could not sit still. 
Oh. When you're five, aren't you supposed to be like this? Isn't that kind of what you're supposed to be? Well, it's one of the developmental things. You have to be moving all your muscles and seeing what your limits are. And so basically, a kid should be highly mobile and pretty difficult to make sit still. Yeah, well, especially the, men, especially the, uh, the boys <laughs> more than the girls. Because we have hypersexual disorder. Well, there's that, but we also, we had a clip sometime back that discussed this. And uh, so, yeah, so obviously what they're thinking is to drug the kids immediately. Exactly. And then. Does Sibelius have any children? I hope not. That would be horrible. (laughs) I hope she's not propagating that DNA. She did then introduce uh, the new Pledge of Allegiance. Now come and get your riddle. <laughs> yeah, that we got a lot of people that sent us that one. I like that one. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, she, it? she has two uh, boys. Uh-huh. Oh, how were uh, they when they were five? Were they just shutting up and being quiet? I don't know. We've never heard from them since. <laughs> yeah. Ned and John. Ned and John? Yeah, born in 82 and 85. Yeah, here's a little jingle for her. You know, she was the uh, Kansas, uh, uh, in the Kansas Department of Corrections for a couple of years. Oh, well, that makes sense. It's like a, she's like a prison a, warden. She's a, yeah, she's a screw. <laughs> she's, a sc- <laughs> she's a prison. And by the way, you never see her and, uh, and that uh, Lagarde woman in the same picture. And you don't see John Kerry. I'm looking at her picture. I think it is John Kerry with a wig. <laughs> it could be John Kerry. <laughs> with a wig. Uh, hey, bad news, John. Bad news. The uh, the government of Gitmo Nation Lowlands has said uh, that's it. Uh, you want to go to a coffee shop? Uh, no can do. Only for Dutch citizens with a pass. Club pass. What? Yep, it's all over. It's all over. Yeah, that's the that's the the new government. Get what you voted for, kitties. Yeah, so uh, each coffee shop can they, can become a club. Now, coffee shop for people who don't know in the United States, coffee shop is the is a place where you go and you smoke dope. Yeah, but you all can also drink coffee and they have nice little. Oh cakes yeah, but it's not really a, for coffee. That's why they're called coffee shops. No, excuse me, I'd like to correct you. A coffee yeah. shop is, of course, a place to go and buy your dope, but it's also a place to socialize, drink some coffee or tea, and smoke your dope. 
Yeah, okay. Well, well but it is. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. So, uh, coffee shops, uh, looks but like... This is ridiculous. What's the point? It's the uh, Amsterdam... Was it hate- dangerous? Are people shooting it up when they're coming out of the place? Hey, get me my gun. I'm going to start shooting up the place. <laughs> it was the Amsterdam hates tourists bill, I think is what they're calling it. <laughs> so, uh, Premier Rutte, Rutte said in the press conference, uh, you know, there's a lot of organized crime around this weed business. <laughs> Organized crime. Uh, we got to get rid of all organized crime. They're all in the coffee shops. So the coffee shops now become clubs, and each club can uh, have max 1,500 members, and they only if they're Dutch citizens. So, of course, uh, this will only do one thing. That will move the weed trade to the streets. Idiots. It's uh, the whole thing. It's, uh, it's the United States of Europe, you know. They got to... They gotta, Harmonize everything. Harmony. Everything's got to be in harmony with Brussels. Oh well. Well, why don't you Dutch just give the your country over to Brussels to to Holla, to Belgium? Let well, the Belgians run it. There's no there's no government in Belgium. They haven't had a government for Perfect. more than a year. <laughs> I think that is actually the idea. I th- and that's what Nigel Farage says. Belgium is a. Uh, a model citizen of the United States of Europe. No government. Shut up. Do whatever Brussels says. That's why our donations are down. We're not playing enough Farage. <laughs> we need more. He hasn't been saying anything great lately. They, kind of, they probably told him to shut up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, there's a bunch of stuff, hearings going on. I spent a lot of time listening to C-SPAN. Oh, my goodness. And Sorry. So, but so I couldn't find anything like this. It was on Stossel. And it's about the consumption tax and the guy explaining it. And I, and the clip I have here is like, what WTF, which is the name of the clip, is a consumption tax. And the way the, the guy tries to, I, I'm not, you, you have to explain it to me because I can't get it from this. We would have, in addition to that, we would have the consumption tax. That is, it would be loaded on top of what we already have. That's what scares me about a consumption or sales tax. You're actually misunderstanding the the tax. You're you're mixing it up with with a value-added tax, like I lived under Europe, and you're exactly right about that, or a national sales tax, which I think would be ridiculous. What we mean by by a consumption tax is what you consume, what you spend. So you shield savings. But I don't want the government to know what I spend. No, no, wait a minute. But you save... What you save is not taxed. What you spend is taxed. But I have to tell the government everything about what I spend. Look, you have to, you know, if you're going to have a tax system where everybody's treated fairly, Mm -hmm. then we do have to have, I'm afraid, a situation where you can't have people hiding money Mm -hmm. uh, and so on. It's got to be. Hold on, I had a question. Um, Why is some English guy telling me what's happening here? Who is this guy? This was a, a show where they had these three different tax proposals in an audience. They were going to vote on them. And they brought up this topic of consumption tax. But this and guy this is guy British. Was, this guy was the British guy who had, had this consumption tax notion uh-huh. in his presentation. Okay, well, let me, and so now they're asking him about it. And he says, and, he, and it, this is the logic. The consumption tax is not like a, va- a value-added tax. Right. It's not like a U.S. sales tax. It's based on what you consume. Well, let me, let me let me listen to the rest but of the clip. What is, how do you do that without it being a value added? Or allow me to listen to the rest of the clip. Be fair. It's got to be equal. It's got to be a single rate. I want to hide my money. I'm going to hide some money too. Okay. <laughs> can I just say that the one thing that Bob and I agree on? I mean, if if Bob and I can agree on anything, <laughs> maybe it should be enacted, which is a flat tax. I think a flat tax. Get rid of deductions. It doesn't go anywhere. You should stop the clip. 
So there's never any further explanation of this consumption tax, which I've heard here and there floating around. And, but they, the consumption tax guy, I think it's bullcrap. I think what we've got here is a, a, a redefinition of that, of a VAT. Because, because everybody's the value added tax is just it's it's 19 to 21 percent, depending on which Gitmo nation state of Europe you live in. Uh, and it's just tacked on to every uh, everything you do. Served. Well, here it is. I've consulted the book of knowledge. A consumption tax, a tax on spending on goods and services. The tax base of such a tax is the money spent on consumption. Consumption taxes are usually indirect such as sales tax or value-added tax. So it's actually a, a, an amalgamation of sales and VAT. However, a consumption tax can also be structured as a form of direct personal taxation, such as a expenditure tax. Expenditure tax, a direct personal consumption tax that may take the form of an expenditure tax or income tax that deducts savings and investments. Oh, Okay. Oh, I see. A direct cons- so here's how they do it. You'd have to tell the government how much you have invested and or saved or created. And then all the rest you get taxed extra over because you apparently spent that on stupid stuff like food, you idiot, and gas. And that's fair. So it is essentially collecting a value-added tax away from the cash register. Correct. I think the way this guy explained it, that's what it is. It's an expenditure tax, and what it's it's just another. It's just an extra tax that is put on top of uh, your of all the other taxes. Of all the other taxes, except if you invested something in their bogus Wall Street crap or whatever that Dvorak. Yeah, you don't pay tax. It's essentially turning all. It's it's turning into like a guy running your own four hundred one k or something. Yeah. Because essentially everything you don't, although you're taxed right. on that money anyway for the income tax tax, but you're not further taxed on it if you right. put it in the bank. Right. If you give it to the douchebags on Wall Street. If you, put is, it in the, if you put it in the bank where you get 0.5% interest. Yay. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know what? I'm poor now. How poor? How much poorer can I get? I told Mickey. Oh, I said. It, lots. Yeah, well, it's going to happen. I said, you know, if if the donations don't work out, we don't get this thing. I'm going on this trip with her. I said, I'm, honey, I'm going on this trip with you. It's the last thing I do. But after that, I'm broke. And then I don't know. We're going to move to a cheaper place, I guess. I thought, well, you won't. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. You got a big house there. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, you got like a big house with no one in so, it. So. Uh, can, can we like uh, rent a room? Hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that didn't sound very positive. <laughs> I didn't hear like an affirmation for your buddy Adam. Huh? Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, you could make some good movies. No problem. <laughs> it's just, it's just nuts. So it's just going to get a whole lot worse until it gets better, I guess. So I found a new meme. Nice. It's not an important one, mm-hmm. but instead of having like a stomach ache, ache you now have discomforts oh. with an S. <laughs> discomforts with an S? Yeah. Really? Do you have a, clip, so this you have a ad, clip of this? So this ad showed up, which is pumping in. I've noticed this funny thing about this ad. This is an ad for an over-the-counter, you know, essentially Tums uh-huh. and uh, for, you know, your stomach ache or whatever, indigestion uh, or discomforts. Discomforts. So uh, 
it, but it's structured exactly like a prescription drug ad oh, because nice. I guess they feel they're so inclined. People are like so used to the model of the ad that it, and and I guess it's so effective that they've decided to. I think everything you know. We're just pretty soon we're going to see hot pockets uh, <laughs> yeah. done like a prescription <laughs> oh, drug. Oh, we should ad. do that. <laughs> we'll do that for them. Do yeah. you have Do you have hunger discomforts? Let's listen to this ad. I, I got to learn how to do it first. I began to have several discomforts with my <laughs> digestive system, like gas and bloating. Uh-huh. I tried several popular digestive relief products, but they just weren't helping me. Sound familiar? Now for digestive discomforts, there's Sustinex. Sustinex contains special probiotics different from those in other products. They survive stomach acids and are clinically shown to help with digestive discomforts. Taking care of the digestive tract is also key to good immunity, and Sustinex is clinically shown to help boost the immune system to help you stay healthy year-round in his book you being beautiful even dr oz writes that he likes sustenex try sustenex today and save up to five dollars with coupons redeemable at drug grocery stores and super centers everywhere sustenex is the answer my digestive system is back in balance i myself again and i feel better than i ever imagined to receive your coupon, simply download it online at trysustinex.com. This is a limited time offer, so go online now and get the relief you need. This is great. So they have the woman moaning and groaning. This is just like a drug ad. And then they have the chipper guy who, instead of coming on to, to tell you all the bad things, he just tells you a bunch of good things. And you can get coupons. And, it's and then they throw the woman back on to, to close the deal, and then they throw him on at the end. It's great. Do you have driving discomforts? The new BMW 5 Series. I really was getting down with my car. (laughs) Do you have anal leakage discomforts? (laughs) Uh, Wow. Yeah, discomforts. Is that actually technically good? I don't know what it means. It's just it's it's plural of discomfort. I don't know why, why they're using. Who's it appealing to? Oh, I've got discomforts. But isn't is it, but it's politically it's, correct? I guess instead of saying I got gas, I'm gonna fart. Well, she said that actually. She I think she actually said she had to fart. But a discomfort is not a noun, and they've turned it into a noun. What is discomfort? It's an uh, sub subjective verb. <laughs> it's an herb. It's an herb. What is discomfort? And then what is discomforts? Uh, I know, but I think it should. Do you have discomforts while watching the news? Oh, man, I don't understand. It's all about the Kardashians. Hey, everybody, you get a free coupon. Listen to No Agenda brought to you by Hot Pockets. Yeah, we should do that. This is good. This is good. They should sell everything that way. Well, it's I working for it's the a, farmer guys. Yeah, it's killing for the farmer guys. It's fantastic. Hmm discomforts yeah good catch <coughs> i'd say that's kind of the kind of the uh clip of the day all let right me pl- yeah let, let me hear it okay discomfort is a noun it is a noun yeah we can have a discomfort it's more normally a transitive verb that's what i meant. i told you it was a trans that's what i meant transgendered verb it's a transgendered verb <laughs> uh yeah, I guess you can have a discomfort, and that would be a noun. And or plural would be discomforts. So it's uh, it's technically correct. Okay, well, all right. Just sounds kind of weird. Well, especially when it's plural. Yes. So, um, hey, let me just uh, while we're talking about uh, the pharmaceutical industry, of course, uh, we have been saying on this program for I'm going to wager up mm-hmm, two years. I think we've been warning against. The Shantix uh, stop smoking medication. 
I think it may be longer than that. No, I think it's about two years. I think it's about All right. two. Um, this, of course, uh, came out uh, just this past week. Drug makers sent data to FDA through improper channels. Uh, turns out hundreds of reports of suicides, psychotic reactions, and other serious problems tied to the popular stop smoking drug Shantix, or in the UK, Shampix, were left out of a crucial government safety review because Pfizer, Inc., the drug's manufacturers, submitted years of data through improper channels. So they sent it to the wrong P.O. box. Which is humorous. Some 150 suicides. So, okay, when you're done with this, I got a P.O. box thing. Go on. More than doubling those previously known were among the 589 delayed reports of severe issues turned up in a new analysis uh, about this uh, drug. Oh, thanks. I think everyone, I hope, I hope everyone can go sue Pfizer. If, if someone committed suicide or killed someone. No, Pfizer's going to beg off. They're going to say, okay, we sent it to the box they told us to. Here's uh, what happened to me. Okay. So I'm in Madrid. I lost my passport, right? I got yeah. pickpocketed. Right. I so I, they give me all this paperwork to fill out to get a new passport after I get the temporary one. Right. They give me a, on the cover letter, and I have photos of this, by the way, because I, I got a nasty note from the State Department, some woman there who's yeah, like yeah, an old hack. Right. She bitched at me for writing a column about this. Right. So on the on the cover sheet, they have a, here's what you do. Take all this stuff, sign it, put the p- pictures in there, put your passport, and mail it here to this post office box in Philadelphia. Right. I mail it. A week later, it comes back with return, a bunch of stamps on return it. Return to sender. Return to sender. This box is now over. Da, da, da. We waited, and nobody came to pick it up. And there's a bunch of stuff all over the envelope. And I so what, what's this bull crap? So I call the passport office, and they say, no, that oh, that's an old post office box we don't use anymore. Okay. And so the new box number they give me, and I send the stuff off. But I'm thinking, wait a minute, the passport people they must be getting thousands and thousands of people sending stuff in one first of all by the way why are they handing out cover letters with the wrong address state department well, but anyway, they, well their website was outdated too right that information and the website on, was outdated yeah. she said well that was just a mistake well this is a mistake another mistake apparently they, that's all they do so anyway the, but i don't but besides the point what is wrong with the post office? These things are piling up. The other box is just down the road or down the hall or three doors over. Why don't they take the pile and put it over at the other one? Because you know where it's headed. It's got the right name on it. Because they have discomforts, John. It's unbelievable to me. They can't get. They can't go from point A to point B with this. They can't forward it. There's no forwarding address for the U.S. government, State Department, passport division. I believe I'm going to give Pfizer the benefit of the doubt on this story. Can you just say, get off my lawn? <laughs> hey, you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, you're, well, <laughs> okay. All right. You go ahead and you shill for Big Pharma. Well, you, you, I'm not you, shilling for anybody. I'm just giving. You got the, drugs coming in for free? I'm just. You free <laughs> drugs over there? I'm with, I'm with Pfizer on this one. I'm with uh, Pfizer this, because this, this is the kind of words, bull trap words that goes I, on. There's words I never would have thought I'd hear from you. And here it goes like this. The <laughs> Pfizer guys are going, how come they didn't use all those things we sent them? You know, we sent them all that stuff. <laughs> no, and they're, they're giving not. The, no, you they're just, giving it. Wait a minute. They're giving it. They're going. And they're giving us the go ahead to just go no, crazy. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, high five, baby. You. <laughs> no. The, the, here's how it really went. Hey, man, you got the bag with all the money? 
<laughs> hey, they haven't asked for the bag with the money. Why not? I don't know. We sent him all that crap. <laughs> and that's what happened. Oh, funny. Yeah, actually not very funny. Uh, okay, just quick uh, rundown on uh, stuff that has come across noagendanewsnetwork.com, and there's tons of We got a, a big E. coli outbreak in Gitmo Nation Deutschland, which is freaking people out. It's the EHCH version, and there's tons of people in... Uh, in EHCH, Kron- in, huh? Yeah, in das Krankenhaus, and uh, people are concerned, uh, obviously. So I'm sure there's a vaccine on the way for it. Um uh, the uh, true protesters in uh, Gitmo Nation Castanets got their ass kicked off of the square by the, the Gestapo. Uh, these are the kids who have uh, no job, no future. Yeah, no, 40% unemployment amongst the youth in Spain. Yeah, no place to live. And then they get a baton shoved up their rectum. And they have discomforts now, I'm told. Uh, meanwhile, uh, our president, uh, Obama, Obama, uh, of course, uh, in March of, uh, of this year, just before March 21st, and let me remind you what he said on that date, um, he said, you know, that no need for regime change in, uh, in Libya. Now, of course, it's all about regime change. And there was this mysterious explosion in the morning. Did you catch that? Mysterious explosion in, uh, in Tripoli. Yeah, a predator drone explosion. Ex- mysterious it, the whole thing is such a theater. Let me just remind you what our president said on March 21st. It's policy that Gaddafi needs to go. Oh. But uh, let me emphasize that uh, we uh, anticipate uh, this transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. Okay, just checking. How many uh, matter of days are we now, John? Uh, we're like. And uh, by the way, he's emphasizing that. He specifically said specifically, he wants to emphasize. Specifically. Uh, the new it's been now it's a matter of months. Yes. The new Libyan rebel administration is saying, hey, guys, we're out of money. We need money. Send money. Oh, yeah. And of course, of, and of course there is now because we can't fix the potholes here on Highway <laughs> 80, but we can send these guys money. Well, a total of forty four zero billion dollars is being committed by uh, the allies, the allies of NATO. Uh, President Obama also uh, committed U.S. backing for pro-democracy movements. Um, and he's basically saying, hey, you, what, you got potholes? Screw you. We're going to send money to the desert. Uh, which uh, I, I, I have a problem with that. But that's what's... Um, you have a problem with yeah. it. Meanwhile, China is in Poland. I didn't know this. Uh, over 500 Chinese work, China's workers are working on the A2 motorway connecting Berlin to Warsaw. I did not know this. So China's already in Europe. I wonder what they promised. Or if, they, if they're paying, I guess they're paying for the uh, for the motorway. They might be. Yeah. You know, the, uh, Poland, of course, the president was there. And uh, he, he <laughs> I love the deal he made. Is, <laughs> did you catch it? Did you follow any of this? I mean, it's hard for Americans I know about the visa deal. Yeah, so he said, you know what? We're going to put you in our in our visa waiver program, which means you can just... And by the way, it's not entirely true because you still have to sign up for that crazy uh, system. You have to register. But you can come in without a visa for 90 days, a tourist visa, in which uh, most people in the... See, Poland is not, uh, is not on board with the euro yet, so they, uh, so they don't get all the same privileges. But now, it's like, here you go. Uh, you can come in, you can visit, and he literally said, 
Uh, we, we want you to shop on Fifth Avenue. He literally said that. And then he caught himself and said, and other places. But of course, he, <laughs> Fifth Avenue. These Polish schmucks, they got no money. The Zloty is worthless. Okay, we're going to thank you for the aspiration, Mr. President. We're going to come and shop on Fifth Avenue. In return, we're going to put some missiles in Poland. <laughs> well, and I can just see the po- That's a good deal. Hey, Comrade John. We get to travel free to America. We had put the rockets in the backyard. That was the deal. You know, the last time they put missiles in Poland, it caused all kinds of issues with the Russians. We shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, well, we're doing it. That's the whole point. Why? Because apparently it'll motivate Polish to come over here and shop on Fifth Avenue. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, unbelievable or not, that's exactly what he said. Please come and shop on Fifth Avenue. Come on over, everybody. And uh, then we're going to put some uh, rockets to protect against common enemies. <sighs> and then, uh, where is it? Uh, I can't seem to find my jingles here today. Uh, anyway, out of the uh, Shadow Puppet Theater, Judd Gregg. You familiar with uh, Mr. Judd Gregg? No, I never heard of Judd Gregg. He was a three-term senator, Judd Gregg. And I guess he got kicked out in this uh, previous uh, election. Uh, He just got hired by Goldman Sachs as their international advisor. Great. Government Sachs at work, ladies and gentlemen. The shadow puppet theater and the revolving door continues. I thought that wasn't... I I guess guess the senator is not the same as the administration. You can do whatever you want, right? Uh, I don't think so. And then, uh, hey, Juncker... The uh, IMF, is he the president, I think, of the International Monetary Fund? Uh, he's like saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, we, can't, uh, we can't make any more payments to Greece. You know, if, if you guys aren't uh, going to play uh, the game and sell your beaches, I'm sorry. So it's, uh, he's, uh, oh, he's Luxembourg. There we go. He leads the group of Euro area finance ministers. So, but of course, that's all intertwined. He says the International Monetary Fund may not release its portion of aid to Greece next month. I wonder how rat meat tastes. <laughs> the French have, I, by the way, anyone who wants to get a copy of an outstanding cookbook, I'm warning now the uh, No Agenda Book Club to put this on their uh, list. This is Unmentionable Cuisine mm. is the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's out of University of North Carolina Press. And it's essentially a cookbook, a big one, I might add, uh, that has recipes for world real recipes worldwide recipes for everything from how to, from bugs to dog to cat rat and it has all the french revolution recipes that were developed for eating rat Really? Because during uh, the revolution, apparently there wasn't a lot of food, and there's lots of rats in Paris. Wait, 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 wait. So this would be in the public domain. This book, if it's been out that long. No, no, no. It's just it's collected all these recipes. Oh. Many of the recipes are fairly new. Oh. Uh, it has the real... <laughs> yeah, the, no kidding. The Greek recipe <laughs> for rat? Is that is that the new one? <laughs> and there's a lot of recipes, by the way, for squirrel. Oh, really? Oh, I like it. Squirrel! We got one here. Okay, well, I'm going to look at that. I think it's going to be very important. And actually, I think I'm going to pick up a couple of uh, rescue dogs. Just in case. There's a hedge. Yeah. In case we get hungry. <laughs> Fido's going to be the first one to go. Mickey's been saying, oh, let's get a pet. Okay, good. <laughs> so I can eat it. 
So I would like you to consider supporting the show. Uh, again, uh, there's a lot of work going on at the No Agenda News Network, noagendanewsnetwork.com. If you want to see, be a contributor to the News Network, you're more than welcome. It's open to all and free. And, of course, you can find the show notes for this program, all the assets used, the links, everything, at 308.nashownotes.com. And uh, I'll have some links into all of our domain names and all that stuff. And uh, what was the other thing I was going to do with the, that you were going to set up a wiki for? Uh, for a uh, license to podcast. All right, the podcast license. Suffering from hypersexual disorder of the mild variety. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center. Get my nation west in the morning, everybody. My name's Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the weather is inclement, <laughs> I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. Come rain or shine right here on No Agenda.